welcome along. It is the Left Wing Back Show and it is in association with uh, Corcoran Precast Tanks as always. And while we're on the topic of it now, we're at the uh, last hurling show of the year, of course. And we just want to say a special thanks to Corcoran Precast Tanks. They come on board and give us great support throughout the entire championships. But uh, don't forget, it doesn't just end there. They are offering a 10% uh, discount off all wastewater treatment systems from now until Friday. And in order to avail that, you simply mention the left wing back when you're talking to the sales team there. And again, we are so grateful for their kind support and all that stuff really does matter because a lot of time has gone into this, a lot of effort has gone into it. And I'm so grateful to my two guests. I don't like giving them praise, but um, I suppose it may seem as it's the, the last hurling show. Joe Nolan, Steve Bamrick, how's things, lads? Good, Kevin. All good. Hi, Kevin. All Joe. How are you, Stevie? All right. Nervous um, now for Thursday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thursday? Are you getting the results or something? There's something on, is there? <laughs> hey, listen uh, uh, to uh, 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 Stevie, you'd certainly be nervous after seeing that video circulating the rounds there. We're, we're heading into uh, heading into dangerous territory on on, uh, on Thursday, lad, me and you. Possibly. <laughs> Why possibly you not? Yeah, Jenny. Um, that was nasty enough, all right, actually. It was funny because, obviously, on Saturday, we're at the Intermediate Hurling Championship final, which obviously was a great... Victory for uh, Nebri, and well done, Stevie. Great to see Nebri back up senior. But in doing so, uh, we missed out on Collection versus Arles Clean, the football championship. And um, the uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law made the championship debut, which was I was kind of nine to miss that. You would have been late to, would have liked to have been there. But then 20 minutes there, you really would have liked to have been there because it was murders. Absolute murders. Um, not something you endorse, but like when you're, in, when you're there, like you'd be... Sure, it's like it's a bit of entertainment, I suppose. Let's be honest about it. Like, you know, yeah. everyone talks about it afterwards and stuff. So, um, yeah, Saturday was uh, a funny kind of an evening. But, um, Stevie, um, did you are you just in from the pub or what's the crack? Are you, are you still after having a few pints or when did the celebration stop? No, I know. You're not going to tell the truth anyway, yeah. Zumba stopped yesterday, <laughs> the normal final on Saturday. No, exactly, definitely not. I, I, we have a heavy week ahead of us, like, uh, uh, not sure that if there's a final on Sunday, lads will go attack, they'll join the Monday club. But the best thing about it is when you're when you're in a pub of a Monday after county final, there's lads in the pub on a Monday that are there on the Monday when there's no county final as well. So that's that's the funny side of that. But, um, ah, yes, lads had a few points yesterday. It's uh, so in fairness to the boys now, they're, they're back football, it's a lower back trend tonight or tomorrow night, and uh, sure look, it's great to win with like it's back to. I think they're playing the football now. They have to concentrate. Like the Lachlan lads are all Lachlan, Ballinor, and Tinrain. There's four clubs involved with us at the moment. And, uh, you know, two of them are heading to me on another Friday night in Dr. Cullen. So that's yeah. gas the other night. The boys are having a good bit of banter about it, actually. Uh, so I suppose that's what we forgot about the minute to set foot in Park Liam Dobber. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be Park Malaysia uh... this evening. We'll be back yeah, to square one and lock. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't start quoting out in this though. We were just saying off air before we started, folks, that one of the success stories of the podcast, you know, during the Harlem Challenge was the fact that Stevie got a settled location, found an internet connection. We can see him and we can hear him. So we don't want that to change. Now, Joe was late before we come on air, but it's like, you know. But... Joe, Joe was actually eating on air, by the way. I had two biscuits there when we, were, when we started. So <laughs> Rome wasn't built today, but we're still working on that. You're hiding it fairly well anyway. I wish I could hide it as well. Oh, but, like in terms of what we have coming up, lads, um, we have a good bit to get through. Like major talking points from the senior final, we're going through the intermediate final, junior final. 
we have a team of the year to get through. We have a player of the year to award to as well. Um, football championships, as we said, coming up, as Stevie has mentioned briefly there. So we'll do our best to get through as much of that as possible in a reasonable time. But we have a clatter of post-match interviews as well from all those games. Um, we're going to hear from Richie Dyle, their brief manager. We have Ayrton Gleeson and Aaron Allen, the joint captains. Uh, Alan Whelan and the Bull Cummins, who are joint captains of the junior team. Mad for joint captains this weather. And then, uh, of course, um, Rangers had a remarkable success in that senior final. We'll hear from David Phelan, Eddie Byrne, John Nolan, and Richie and Paul Cody there as well. So, yeah, nice little bit to get through. As always, you can get in touch with us. Just uh, send in a little comment underneath the post there on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube, where we are live. Um, just in terms of Twitter as well, if you are sending in a comment, lads, comment actually underneath the post. Uh, it won't come on the screen through Periscope, unfortunately, wherever it is. So when you see the live link, just literally comment underneath it, and uh, so we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll see what the crack is. And don't forget to follow us on all those platforms as well. That really does help. Um, Instagram, we're, we're active on that too. We can't do a live stream on that at the same time uh, for some reason. Maybe the lads here with the software will, will sort it out, but... Uh, the technical difficulty would mean that only the lad in the middle gets seen. So it would be a podcast with Joe Nolan, and you'd hear the other two every now and then, which is a, that's kind of the way it's been for the last month anyway. So. <laughs> give, give the people what they want, Kevin. Give the people what they want. That's it, lad. That's it. Give the people so, what they want, man. Do, what's the handiest thing to do? Will we start in the order of which the games are played? Is that the fairest way of doing it? So we'll start with Saturday. So. All right. So we're in at what's Cullen Park. Steve, how nervous were you beforehand? Uh, very because you're not when you're, if you're playing it's one thing you're, you're nervous because of that but you can control some of it but uh, well Saturday Saturday up to wasn't good no, to be honest I just I'm I'm not going to have fingernails at the best of times and uh, there wasn't much of them left before I even got into match just when the match is on it's up and going you're grand like you're, you have something to focus you're looking at every ball or shouting at something or other but um, no it was look sure I was asking different lads, you know, after the match, you know, would have been nervous before the matches or lads that, you know, were playing and lads that weren't playing. And sure, some lads are, more lads are not, more lads want to hand anyway, whether they are or not. So, um, no, sure, look, once it started, like, and it gets up and going, then, like, you know, the, the game takes on whatever shape it's going to take. And sure, we were going well for 40 minutes, and the next 12 or 13 minutes was. Uh, non-existent in our, our end and so we were gone from six up to two down and the first of us showed great character come back and get the last four scores so mm. um, you know it was, it was nothing in it and instead of going last week and anyone was asking last two or three weeks between Monessa Rangers Meister and ourselves puck of a ball like we, we beat Rangers by five points Meister be two they were re reversing results earlier on the year and like you know another day they can go another way so it was great great to get the win and look back at the match there now yesterday some great hurling like at times you'd see things happening looks are you know we're going with decisions with referees and things look john murphy blew the whistle and it was a free and that was it he wasn't changing his mind and whether it was right or wrong on either side and same this look at john hickey referee and he let go literally and you know you, you should know after 10 or 15 minutes what way a free is going as in if there's a routine of hand passes are a problem or over carrying which was ours for a couple of minutes there we have about two or three points from freeze i think from that and uh you know i suppose we've got other way to get caught once like you're you know you get caught twice or three times you have to be looking at yourself as well but uh mm -hmm. no look great great mode of win and you know guys a good old day uh, yesterday now that 
I'm going to go through them and sure that Sam's any county final matter whether it's in Timbuktu or Longford or Kerry or Kilkenny to see Kevin or John Wyler winning his seventh title with Kilmiley Law and Kerry like in his He was trying Sam Martin's last week during relegation playoff without you know that's the one spectrum to the other, one end of it. Yeah, definitely. So I mean in terms of that one, first of all it was great to be back alongside Tommy Murphy for a commentary. Like what a gentleman. It was such a good time for Tommy. He's like he's like the grandfather you never had, like he's just such a nice fella and a wealth of information and knowledge and some great ideas. And that's always good fun doing the commentary with him. We did have a good crack, like. Um but like a few things that you know I'll pick up on your point first about uh, refereeing and stuff like because I spoke to two lads after and they they felt very very hard done by a number of decisions for me I would have felt you know having watched back the video afterwards often when you're on commentary you need to look back on it again just to see where you're calling the right etc etc and I suppose I felt bar two there was you know the, most of them that I think he felt aggrieved about were borderline they could have went either way but there was only two real obvious ones that I felt never should have had freeze for so, you know, like when I talk about the borderline ones, it's when you're caught up in a tackle and you could get blown for steps or you could be given a free. Like they can go either way, depending on game to game, and you can't really argue either way. But when there's a blatant kind of a push in the back or another kind of a, an incident, I think, where Leeson was held up and the hurl actually stopped them as opposed to some lad's body, that's obvious. Well, I don't know. And maybe when the lads look back, they felt a bit differently. Maybe they didn't. But let's stick with I don't want to talk about referees anyway. I'll talk about John later on because I thought John did a good job on the senior final, contrary to what maybe other people think. But the action itself, from the get go, and we would have remarked on it in the video, Stevie, like the tackling from both sets of forwards was unbelievable. Nairbreed, in particular, in the first minute or two, when I think there was possibly three turnovers in one little phase of play. Um, and they've won then in the next couple of minutes. I remember Key Hogan turning over lads and you know, we remarked on it in the video, when you see, when you're a defender and you see your forwards doing that, like, it gives you a great lift and takes a lot of pressure off you, especially in a county final. And I thought that set the foundations for both sides. Um, probably a little bit nervous early on, as you'd expect. Like, Killian missed a couple of frees early, and then, got, you know, the radar came in, and he didn't miss a whole lot after that. Um, for me, where the tussle was, or where the game was kind of perhaps won and lost to a certain extent, or definitely a big factor in it, was um, Shane Cavanaugh versus Fico Toole. So, like, Nave One obviously made the decision to let Shane just hold the centre and, and come back, you know, I suppose, play the full back line, essentially. But Fico Tool came in around the halfway line, often on his own 65. And he was very, very intelligent for a chap that's only in his second year of adult hurling. So he was either picking off scores from play, which he got to the tune of, I think I have five points from play down from here. I think maybe four of those, three or four of those are in the first half. Um, and also he was very good in bypassing Shane. So I think for most of the first half, that was that was a big, big problem. And then a little bit in the second half, it wasn't as big of a problem because Shane got a bit tighter and started coming out with a lot more loose ball. Uh, but it was a big, big thing. And I don't know, maybe did Navon miss a trick there by either pushing Shane on him and taking a gamble or maybe putting someone else across onto him. I don't know. I think that was maybe something where they might look back on. Um, Colin Beck, very good for Navon. I felt, came out with a lot of ball. He went to midfield for the second half, and he was flying at a wing back. And again, in hindsight, like you'd be thinking, you leave a lad when he's playing well in position, you know? I don't know if he was as effective in the second half. Um, from, I suppose, Nebri's point of view, uh, yeah, for me, Fico too was man of the match, but it was very close to him, Andy Malini. Andy Malini got an unmerciful thump in the first half, purely accidental. We got turned upside down and stayed down. And Joe, you know, you were after teaching this lad. Them boys don't stay down like they're oh, boxing geez. champions at All Ireland level. 
So it takes yeah. a fair clatter. And this lad, I've seen lads going going off with whip. I, I seen Andy. Like, I seen Andy. I seen Andy getting the belt in an under sixteen match. He would have been. His brother Brian was fullback. Was under sixteen semi final against Burn Rangers football. Whatever six seven years ago, and Andy like was, he was the same height he is now probably, but wasn't half the size he is now. He got a merciful belt off uh, some chap from Bourne, totally going for the ball. And Brian the brother is a big big unit. He came up from the full back lane, invested with, with uh, an investigator's hat on to know what was after happening. Now I was doing umpire, and I said to him with pure accent, which it was. Uh, and now that day as well, the same crack of boxer's jaw, like he or chin, we'll call it. Able to take a clat, but the belt he got to the ref, Martin Clory, purely accidental. Jesus, it was a par smack. Now I tell you that. Now I, I, I was very surprised even he got up from it, and that's yeah, that said something. But um, and, and he was like he was standing after that, like you know, he just shook it off and yeah, yeah, unreal. He wasn't, he wasn't far off my match now, honestly. Um, and he's a big game player. He was the same for Van Brown in the intermediate football final. And anytime I had him, I had him for a couple of years of minor level, and the same crack, like you know, always count on turn yeah, up on a big day, just. Just fucking loves it, lives for it. He's but like, you, bring it you on. Give like, him a, you, know? you can give him a job as well. Like, I mean, look, you know what yeah. I mean? He'll, you know, he's very, uh, he's very easy work with. Like, you know, he doesn't, you know, if you, you don't need to give him too many instructions, like in terms of, like, you know, pick a man, do, you know, take a lad out of the game, whatever you want to do. He's just so, such a good chap to work with. Yeah. Well, the one Great standout chap. for me was the 2016 minor semi final, and we were after getting a hiding off Rangers in the group stages, and we put him in the semi final. Most of the team was actually minor again the following year. We didn't do as well. But anyway, this 16 semi-final, Rangers were half favourites. Chris Nolan was there. Uh, you know, I think John could have been injured in fairness. Gary Lawler was there. Tony Lawler, all the big guns that are now spearheading the senior side. And uh, Chris got a few scores early on. And like Brian, Brian Mulaney was doing quite well on him. But Andy just turned around to me and he begged me to put him on him. And like, <laughs> as a coach or whatever, you're like, well, I kind of made a decision. But I felt, you know what, in this case, he's actually probably right because he's up for this. Like, I don't know that he score after. And this is in the first half when it happened. Like so, um, yeah, I think that boxer's mentality works wonders in people. It, it's just you versus him, and I think it does stand to the lads when they're playing GA too. So, um, we'll move on from that. The the one other thing I'd have to be, I I don't like being critical, but I do feel Nave on missed the beat as well. And we said it in the video, Stevie was like, uh, Dermot Deacon picked up a yellow card, right? And then he fouled Aaron Ammon soon after. And at that point, with one foul after the yellow, you're thinking to yourself. Maybe should I make a change? A second foul came. He wasn't sent off, and he was still left on him. So at that point, the next tackle, you're a goner, and that's what happened. They went down to fourteen. Now look, it was kind of what mid to maybe maybe over the midway point in the second half or whatever. Between four happened, minutes left, it happened actually. Four minutes yeah. left. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot left. I knew it was late enough in the game, um, but it was still avoidable. Like from a tactical point of view, it probably was avoidable. Um, but yeah, the big the big swing in the game. Like, myself and Tommy were saying, whoever's going to get a goal, win this. Because like, it was tiff for tat. And goal scoring opportunities were few and far between. And Anna Cavendish got the goal. And Mike looked very, very good at that point. What was it? 1-12 13. And then, sure, Nabry rattled off the next four. Um, I didn't get to cut the clip, actually, for Fico Two's point to put them one up in injury time. But Jamie Dyle got a ball, kicked it straight across. Like, a kick pass straight to his hand. And uh, Fico put it over. It was worthy of winning any game. Then what Colin Warren. Was, was, that, point. was that the one he got a good point there looking back on it there he, he got a point after uh he missed a free was that that one you're referring to this is literally injury time to win it now he yeah, missed one from play, he missed one from play. play. Yeah. yeah just in, and then nailed the next one you know under pressure yeah. at the end as well great sign for a young lad wasn't it like 
Oh, Jamie, yeah. Jamie had got blue for overcarrying as someone else did as well. Literally had up in the tackle and like if it had a, like we were probably going mad at the time, it was blew up for 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 a free out for overcarrying. It was probably on the way to being overcarrying, but look, he blew the whistle. That was it. But first, Jamie he he dropped, he got the ball free, and he put his boot hold and straight into Felix Handley. Like, and you know, at least he learned. You know that the yeah. hard way. You know that the, he just been held up before. Right, okay, get the ball over yeah. your hand anyway. Another smart move, Stevie, to, again, I hate giving you credit, but uh, <laughs> the management team called this very well. When Nair Breed had the extra man, you know, within a minute or two, what he was brought on as the free man. Like, what better vocal would you want in that position? And, like, I mean, Cotler Brennan was, was doing quite well, but I think Cotler even know himself, really, watch his own years. And if you want the free man, that's the man for the job. And maybe one ball, I think, came in his direction. He caught it, gathered it, was pulled over the lane for a lane ball. But like it was nearly justifiable in that sense alone because it did kill another minute, you know, again, the line ball was taken and stuff. So, like, I mean, we have to give credit when those decisions are made because when they're not, we're given out. Like, so I thought that was a, a very wise move as well. But as a game in general, like it was um, it was of good quality and good standard. And it backs up what we we're saying the other night in terms of how much the grades have improved, like, you know, in terms of quality. So, um. Up senior now next year, which is great, and back to the six senior clubs. But like Nave won deserve huge credit in this as well for, for their second. That's a seriously strong second team. Like, and they kept going, they kept going. Kavna after the match, like I spoke to Shane, I did an interview him, just had a chat with him. He's smiling, and the man was hurting, like obviously. You know what I mean? You're not going to be you're not going to feel good after losing any county final, no matter how many you're after yeah. winning. Joe McDonough's Christie Rings, whatever the case may be, like he's not going to be in good form. But he was smiling away and just taking it all in his stride. And I think that's the measure of him, like, you know. Um, yeah, last year, last year, the intermediate final was outrageous. The, 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 the scores between the two teams, Morenza Range and, and Avon, there was something like 16 or 17 scores from play, different scores from play. And the other day wasn't, wasn't the same. But uh, I noticed last year and I noticed it again Saturday. Uh, the Michael subs and the the, the support oh, last year done there might have been 50 at the game or was anyone I can't actually remember what restrictions were at the time but their subs last year were like as if the stand was full of Michael lads and like when that roar came up last Saturday when they got uh, there were six points down and I was over the far side and I didn't open him out for I'd said 20 minutes of the second half definitely 10 minutes of it anyway uh, they got that roar going and the rest of them out there at the side of the stand it's just sucking the ball over the line over the bar it's just like talk about 16th man it's uh like they done it again and they went from six down to two up and like you know that's they don't give in like and that's that's the mutual mentality and it's, it should be a mentality in everyone's life that you don't give up but uh you know when we were six points up we knew the game wasn't done and dusted by any bloody means like you know so you want them boys better they're going out to get with a cup in your hand and you know even that like you know so uh, and as you said the second for a second team like they have lads like on the way up, lads on the way down, and then you probably have lads that are probably you know commitment wise mightn't be able to go for the senior team or for various reasons. But like serious standard, like and it's last year and I said it to my to one of Mr. Angeles after the game the last day that the the standard intermediate like when you're going to look at matches and up in the up in the terrace looking at them, you kind of you take it in. In one ear and out the other, but like when you're actually involved with the team and look and see how it is and the, the notes and balls of it, like the, the has improved, but it has to have improved because you're saying Mullins or Mullins Rangers going on to, to contest Leinster titles and winning them, and you know, so 
obviously, Montester Rangers' second team is going to be strong as well. The four lads going off it this year. Like Gary Kelly didn't get minutes hurling last year senior. He came back from injury. They didn't put him on the senior final when they were going to be 15 points. They didn't give him a minute. But he was he was under he was eligible for intermediate this year. Onto the senior team and just see what he done yesterday. Can the first half three, it's very the ball of his own. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's hear from Richie Doyle, the manager for us. We're going to hear from Aaron Gleason and Aaron Ammon as well. Richie Doyle, neighbour manager, congratulations first of all. Um, mighty stuff. A very good final. Could have went either way, but uh, thankfully it's gone in your favour. Yeah, no. Listen, it was a, it was a savage battle, but we knew before we came out like that no matter how much you go in front or if we do hit the lead that Meister weren't going to lay down you know as previous champions they weren't going to relinquish, relinquish their cup to us you know but I suppose we showed savage character we went we went seven points up we let them back into it we took the foot off the gas and then you know they went two points up and the goal rattles a bit and I thought that we settled fierce well um, we got our shape back we started playing in the, hurl, the brand of hurling we wanted to play again and we got the four four unanswered points to, to win it near the end so it was, it was a savage show of character from the lads especially that you know the backbone of the team is, is very very young um, and for them to stand up as men today was just so satisfying for us as a management team yeah and I suppose we don't like singling out individuals but you're looking at Fico Tool is only 19 years of age up against one of Carlos greatest ever hurlers and yeah. had, a, had a very good game maybe four or five points from play and flawless on the freeze as well so yeah. you know a lot of those guys did stand up and it was wonderful to see like I know absolutely you know, I suppose like we, we kind of learnt from the game we played two weeks ago in you know, we, we kind of poked a lot of ball. Our, our striking wasn't as crisp as it should have been last weekend as well, so we really phoned in on that this week. We didn't want to be poking ball down top of Cabinet there at centre-back, and we knew if we could get Fieke to 10 or 15 yards in front and play a short, that he would do the damage. And, and you know, thank, thankfully it worked. You know, if it didn't, you know, we're, we'd scratch our heads, but thankfully it did work, and Fieke had a savage game and, and really kind of stepped up to adult hurling, I thought. And it's good to see him, you know, going forward for a lad like that for the county. You know, he's it, it, a savage prospect and has a great head, so hopefully. Definitely, man. And I suppose looking at it, um, we felt on commentary that whoever's going to get the goal is probably going to win it. And it was, it was taking shape like that, but like that's that was that's what makes the response of the points in quick succession so pleasing, I suppose, and the fact that lads didn't panic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we said it all year. Like, I suppose we lacked a small bit of belief um, as a group, and you know, we, we talked about that for the last few weeks. That you know, we, we need to don't panic and. Uh, have belief in ourselves and, and our ability and I think lads they kept cool head towards the end you know worked their scores brilliantly to get to and even the couple of frees that we won they were hard earned but they were won um, and we worked the ball well got the last four points and it was savagely pleasing like, they didn't panic and you know you, that's a great sign of, of young fellas and a good and a team as well and just one thing I'd like to remark on coming here at the end when obviously Navon went down to 14 I thought it was a very smart move bringing in Watchy like I mean all the experience he's had and you put him in as free man and like you know he came out with a ball or two no, it's, it's definitely something that was remarked on there anyway and all those things matter and it was good for yourself and the lads on the sideline to keep calm and see that when the white heat of battle is there like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, listen, Watchy, you know, Watchy, he's been, he's been knocking around for a long time, he's you known himself, Savage Hurler, was one of the best probably in Carlo at one stage and, you know, a, a cool head around young lads at that stage was, was badly wanted and to put him in as a free man, you know, he's pushing on, yeah, he won't mind me saying it, but, you know, like, he's a great reader of the game and, I thought, and he's striking, he's been striking the ball very well in trend so we knew if he went in he'd do a job keep a shape and keep lads organised around him and you know he's a leader and, and has look up to lads like that you know and I thought he saw, saw us out very well towards the end there from, your own, from your own point of view obviously you'd rather be playing what's this management crack like are you enjoying it obviously you're enjoying it today but how are you finding it yeah no listen it's, it's uh, obviously you know I've had my battle of injuries last few years and I kind of took a step back a couple of years ago and went into coaching and you know it's a great release it's great you know it's great for the head to get down and kind of maybe 
pass on a small bit to lads and, and you know it's savage days like this like they're hard come by and it's great it's when you have that buzz back the championship buzz that you used to get as a player and it's savage and you know it's something that I'm looking forward to hopefully staying in for a while anyhow. and knock around for next year anyhow, when we go up senior that's it yeah listen it's, as we, as Ayrton alluded to we always said this was a, a kind of a, a two year project and I know with Covid kind of hindered us in regards to gym work and developing young lads but now I suppose Covid is hopefully coming towards an end and, and we can get you know, players develop, get us in a good shape to, to take on senior next year because, you know, like we're not just going to be there to try and make up the numbers either. We have a young team and I think if they stay hurling and stay believing in themselves and we can develop throughout the winter and, you know, we have hopefully a Leinster Championship to look after as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try and develop throughout that and, and get ready for senior next year because, as I said, the, the lads over there don't want to just go and make up the numbers, you know. Absolutely. It's a great time. Listen, Richie, well done again. It's great to see everybody back senior and uh, thanks for chatting with us. Cheers, right. thanks a million. Cheers. Thank Aaron Leeson, Aaron Ammon, Nave Reid, Intermediate Champions for 2021 and heading back senior. You must be delighted, lads. Oh, over the moon. Like it's been, it's been a project really for the last couple of years, just trying to bring in the young lads, get them used to the level, and doing our best to get back up. So just it's oh, some feeling to finally get back up there. It's, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I'm going to have to make sure I say this the right way now, Aaron. Right, but um, so. Parik would be a brother of Aaron Ammons now, as opposed to Aaron being a brother of Parik. That's, is that the way, the way it is? Yeah. That's been the way for a long time. Yeah. 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 Listen, lad. Super stuff, right? Um, funny kind of sort of a game. You look comfortable for long periods, and then Michael got the goal, and we were kind of saying in commentary that maybe whoever's going to get the goal was going to win it, but the response from you was savage. I suppose. Um, we've kind of done that all year. We've kind of had dribs and drabs where we're very good, and then we're just very poor. We take take the foot off the pedal but I suppose the difference um, today would have been usually you might should do that you might should get on top of you and the will the will turn you over like you said they'll get that goal and then they'll drive on whereas that's what's happened over throughout the year so um, we're just happy today that we were able to actually hold on to the lead um, and get get over the line Super blend there Ayrton in fairness like there's uh, lads of both, uh, both ends of the age uh, spectrum as, as we said and we need that blend like but I thought the chaps in particular today were fantastic, weren't they? Oh, some of them, like especially Faith, just stood up today. Like this is the, the place to do it, and they really picked the time and place to do it. It was unbelievable to see younger lads like that, and Jamie Doyle as well coming on, making a huge impact. And it's been it's been the way it has been to be honest all the way through the through the year, even a training sessions. The young lads that are driving it on, driving it on, and it's great to see them actually getting a bit of recognition today for the effort they put in. It's been fantastic. I think something there that's actually just important to point out that he's alluded to. Is it's probably the first year or maybe last year as well since maybe 2008, 2007 when we had them young lads of training. It's absolutely brilliant. They're the ones that are driving it on. Some of them didn't play today, some of them have played throughout the year, but they're the ones that have been driving it on and training um, all year. So it's absolutely brilliant. That's what you want to see. And I suppose, lads, the, the way the championship has been played with Hurling Force, it has benefited Nairbreed in particular because we can go off and play football then or vice versa. It doesn't have to be a choice anymore. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It was the one thing that I felt really hampered us a little bit throughout the years was just lads getting pulled and dragged left right and centre and it was very difficult for lads to, to be able to do 100% on the one thing whereas when you have this kind of a split it just it really allows lads to just focus on one thing and focus on hurling or focus on football and you can give your all and we, we reap the benefits of it today so as you can see absolutely Ayrton just uh, one thing we have to address you can neither confirm or deny if you don't want to is this your last game for Neighbourhood? Uh, ah, sure, obviously it was Leinster Championship Leinster but Championship in terms of a Carlo Championship like uh, ah, it's only a three and a half hour commute isn't it so <laughs> we're hearing <laughs> all know. kinds of rumours yeah yeah well 
Possibly, anyway, but we'll, we'll make the decision when we need to make it, yeah. Like, not only are you potentially leaving there, you could be leaving the EU in the whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll have to be coming down from my European getaways down to Carlow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron, it looks like we're going to have a gap, obviously, before any Leinster Championship, because football and all has to be played, so... Um, you know, that'll present this challenge. It's not that you'd be worrying about them tonight or tomorrow night or maybe Monday, but like it's something we'll have to think about and maybe come up with a plan for. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, to be quite honest, I don't even know when it is, but sure, it'll be in the next five or six weeks or whatever. But um, look, I suppose the next two or three weeks, anywhere, our main focus is going to be football. Um, big game coming up this week, um, this, this Friday. So look, it's going to be football for the next two or three weeks. We'll see what the crack is. We're after focusing on hurling for the last few weeks. so football will be the focus from Monday onwards and um, sure look whenever we get the dates of the Leinster we'll, we'll consider that but we'll be tipping away anyway we'll always, we always have a hurl in our hand at some stage anyway so good stuff well listen lads thanks for your time well done again and we'll chat soon alright thanks very much Kev thank you alright so there we go that was uh, Ayrton Leeson Aaron Almond and before that Richie Doyle so um, yeah I'll leave it to you lads yeah, great to see Aaron there anyway, just to say, well done to, obviously, well done to them all, but well done to Aaron. He, geez, he really wears his heart in the sleeve, like, you know what I mean? He'd be a champ to him a little bit there over the course of the year, and uh, fair play to him and Ayrton as well, would have known him as a young lad as well. Big commitment in fairness, and I was just remarking there to someone, I think it was two or three years ago, Steve, that we played, uh, I, don't, I think you were in there, in Dr. Cullen Park after, in a, a kind of an intermediate B, remember when it was kind of, I don't know what you call it, but we were playing ourselves anyway. Um, our second team was playing near Breed, and I remember, uh, you know, being on the pitch and, and looking, and you were warming up, and our numbers were tight, and geez, years were tighter, like, you know. And it's just remarkable the work and the progress. Yeah, 2000 and. Um, was it three, two, two, three yeah, years ago? Yeah, 2018. 2018, yeah. No, sorry. 19. Um, 19, 19, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I remember that was actually in, I was up in the terrace. I, yeah. It weren't that bad that they needed me going in. Had, I think that one sold, but look, that's... But that's, isn't, it great, um, isn't, it, isn't it great to pro, like, progress, like clubs? You know what I mean? We've been talking about clubs being up and down or whatever, but like things can change for clubs like in the space of a couple of years, like with, with the right kind of, you know, with a, big, with a good energy. Oh, yeah. and you're, you're a big part of that, you know, um, driving things on down there. Fair play to you. And, I think the, I, I think for you as well, I, I really do think this split season is, is working for you. I, I, you know, I really think it's a it's a no-brainer for you, I think. I think, you know, it's... it's oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it has to, like, you know, we have four football clubs nearly feeding into one team, it has to be. And in fairness, look, there was, we, we had very good cooperation with the football clubs this year, like, you know, like, you know we had to compromise a bit, or they had to, more than us, and coming up toward a fair play at home. Um, Okay, it's tough on the lad is playing football, not playing hurling. That his championship is starting on next Friday evening, whoever he is. You know, that's that is what it is. But um, I'll go back to Ayrton Leeson there for a second. It was a funny one. It was coming out of the match Saturday evening. We were, we were up in Carlow Town, uh, getting the cars, and uh, I had an idea that Ayrton's granny and grandfather were, were um, uh, driving instructors back in the day, and and the poor unfortunates had the 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 they had the job of getting me over the lane and uh, with driving lessons twenty five years ago. So, I, I I wouldn't say they probably they probably had better drivers than me and worse since. But I was gas. I said it to the to Ayrton's granny, and she, I said uh, you have me first. And, and I think the husband's name is Jim, and you sent Jim down to don't give me less. And he said you're not going to pass that fucking test, but we did pass it the following tours anyway. So, uh, no, it's, 
Eric, no, if he, if he goes, it would be a big loss. But look, he, he, as he said, he'd make that decision when he has to. But, uh, um, yeah, look, players get players back more than lads that are in their 40s or 50s. It's lads are hanging around with lads. And that's the thing. If, if no matter what sport and if you're into, if you're, if you're in second class in school and, and there's half your mates are playing, however it is, basketball, football, soccer, you'll get more of them into it. And that's the same, the very same as the grow up. So that is playing minor under 21. These mates are still playing. There's more than playing than there's not. They have a better chance to get them back than any John Nolan or Stephen Bamberg or Kevin Regan. And that's that's just a fact that the lads are in their own on edge rope there the boys they can you can thank for all, a lot of that work. Mm-hmm. All right, lads, look, we'll leave it at that. We're gonna move on to Sunday then and the uh, junior hurling final. Um so Steve, um I had a bit of a delay getting to this one. Um I shouldn't have asked for the steak. Well done. I should have said medium. We were the first half, probably. <laughs> the, early, the early kickoff there kind of snookered me slightly. Yeah. But I think it was getting there half time when I got in there anyway. And um, I mean, yeah, like I thought it was decent quality as well for Junior Hurling. Um, I was surprised at the amount of Pallas that actually had Hurling that I wouldn't have seen play before. Andrew Kyo, probably the biggest standout. Uh, four points from play, left and right side. Do you know what I mean? He had hit a bit about him. Touch was good, striking was good. Um, like all man, I would have seen he's, he's around a long time. Like you know, we're we're playing again him for a decade or more. And like Cotton Ryan used to hurl with breed, so we knew plenty about him. Um, Jamie Kenny, very same age. Give well, he's a year younger than me, like but same age, roughly grown up along. And I knew he had a bit of hurl in him. Um, so for Bagnestown, Joe, you call this one correctly. You you felt I think on Friday that the fact that they had maybe more natural hurlers or, or lads that were hurling longer or yeah. you know. Was going to be telling a factor, and it probably did in the end. Like, do you know what I mean? Two fifteen to one nine is how it finished up. But I'm just looking down to the program here, and it's funny. Myself and Steve, you were talking yesterday. Uh, it was a hard program to write on. We we felt that we could be going off engraving headstones again. When we were finished because it was just impossible to write scores on. So there's certainly two or three pages marked as yeah. I look back through here. Um, but anyway, look back to the point. There's one, two, three, six scores for Biden sound like in a junior final. And you know yourself, and a lot of the, a lot of time at this grade, you're depending on maybe a free taker because there's a bit of stop start nature to junior hurling, and um, but not in, not in this case. Like Paddy McDonald got a point from midfield, Rory Dyle got two from play, uh, Nathan Bourne got one from play, Liam Galway one three, Neil Martin two points, Alan Whelan we have what have we got here one two three four five one six I think. Um, so you know those were all telling contributions as the fella said. Like Pal to their credit as well had a good spread of scores. Um, in the first half, which I missed, as we said, Shane O'Neill got a point. Uh, Owen McMahon scored. Jesus, he took the penalty first, well, Stevie, didn't he? Um, oh yeah, like James Carlow. No, he's a he's a fair a fair he's goal. Again. He's no flat tire, in fairness, like no, yeah. uh, one no, one two. Yeah, he, he, like there was no saving. The senior kid wouldn't have saved. It was a great penalty. No. Um, Andrew Kyo, as we said, Colin O'Neill on the score sheet as well. And hold on now, this is the perfect time to show this baby here. It's a lovely ball into the danger. That's what we want. These brothers going to battle for it there, uh, da- uh, Daffy. Kick. Oh, he parried Kelly with a great score. Kelly kicks it over the bar. Doesn't need a hurl. Fairness, he's probably better football than hurler anyway. May have been an advantage from not to have the hurl, but he stuck it over. Good stuff, parried Kelly. A great commentary there from Eddie McGarry, and uh, thanks to John Nolan for showing it. Do you want to look at that? I thought that was outrageous. Uh, we're going to play it once more, and then we'll talk about it, right? It's a lovely ball into the danger. That's what we want. These brothers going to battle for it there, uh, da- uh, Daffy. Kick. Oh, he parried Kelly with a great score. Kelly kicks it over the bar. 
doesn't need a hurl. In fairness, he's probably a better footballer than hurler anyway. May have been an advantage for him not to have the hurl, but he stuck it over. Good stuff, Parra Kelly. <laughs> I thought that was a <laughs> Eddie, Eddie called it, I've seen it anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, in fairness, the video there makes it look a little bit closer, kind of. But from where me and Stevie were, like, he was. He was out a little bit more to the left than what the, the camera angle kind of justifies, you know. So he'd a bit worked through. I've never seen a kick point like that in the game in my life. Like, uh, so I mean, I, I, I'm talking about Chris Nolan the other day. All he did was flick it up, you Jason. Is that your man? Yeah, that was all right. And like the we're whole, back. the Terrace and Stan were laughing. It was it was really strange. It was kind of just like, it was a bit of a cheer, obviously. And then it was kind of like a giddiness, you know what I mean? It was, it was mad stuff. Sir, and Junior Hurling, you could see Anthony. But, uh, no, that was great. That was that was <laughs> probably scored a weekend actually. Um, but no, Stevie, it was a good game though, wasn't it? Like, I mean, Bangerson built up ahead of steam and Paul stayed going. Like, yeah, like Bangerson, very experienced team. Like Marty Cummins half back line there, uh, James Kagan, McDonald's like a run all day, and have a bit, have a bit of hurling to Darren Crooks, another lad at Sam Crack. Like, and all the forward scored except Dotsy. Um, the, like it was gas Roy Dale here point. I didn't see his first one, I was left coming in. Sorry, and I just thought of something. Rory hits his second point, and his, his mother's in front of us. He says, Oh, fucking time, <laughs> you know. And, and at this stage, like, they were probably six or seven points up, you know. So there wasn't, Stevie, there wasn't that. Come here, do you remember when uh, James Carroll was kind of spooning the ball out along the end line, right? Like, he was nearly at the sideline now at, at this point, but he kept going along the end line. The, the Pala didn't have a hurl, and he went, <laughs> he went to knock it up the, the sideline then to clear it. Pal intercepted. I think the ball ended up going wide and someone let Roar and Carroll go back in the corner. It's not fucking Superman, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just yeah. brilliant, like, you know. It was heavy gems will be fairly one liner and they'd say he was saying himself, I'm not I'm playing joiner for a reason, lads, you know. So <laughs> well, like, here on uh, Paris, like. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but Alan Whelan centre forward or sorry, full forward. A lot of ball with choice hands as in playmaker, no, a bit like Dennis Murphy was doing the senior game, but not who was far, laying off all the other lads. And the party left a lot of scores behind them. Oh, the game was, they were all, once they got the penalty, they were always about six ahead at, at, at worst. But like, he, a lot of ball went through his hands. He scored one six, a um, couple of points from freeze and the penalty maybe, but he was a quite good link man there, you know. They said Cahill Rain would hurl with us and hurl with the Fiends. I think he could be actually first cousin to JJ Delaney's. That's right. Uh, you know, so, you know, he got, and he, he got on a good bit of all as well. But, like, you know, the thing about a junior team is you'll have the mix of lads that, and Neil Martin, man, then score two points. A better, better said that or Claire Gardner, his mother will be going mental. She's going mental anyway. So, but anyway, uh, we get a text offer there in the next two or three minutes. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the balance of the team, like, that's your fierce experience. Might have gone to score sheet, but still, you know, the Liam Galway, one three, you know, another chap like like Andrew Cam with injuries, you'll be thinking, you know, he'll be pushing on next year to the senior team if if he if he stays fit in that. So and like Pally, you know, unfortunately uh, Billy McDonald, you know, McDonald hurt the knee there, he wasn't on let's say five minutes and uh, you know, these things will happen in a in a junior match more than a senior match possibly, you know, but uh no it was Andrew Kyo, I thought just he hit some cracking scores. Like mm-hmm. you said, I think four from play. Like he he looked well at home out there, now, you know. And I said James Gagan like, still played very well as well, you know. So yeah. we're back to the old one. There's lads getting scores. There's lads marking playing well as well, and even at junior level, that's that's uh, what goes on there. Yeah, like I would have liked to see Paul with a bit more training in them because there's actually great potential there. Seriously, good potential. Uh, and maybe yeah, with. Go on, yeah. Yeah, no, just on that, Kevin, I think 
I know we were talking last week, Peter. What's on Snackbox on with our preview show and all? And, uh... Just before you continue, sorry, he has probably gone down as the most popular guest we've ever had on. The amount of text I'm after getting since that, I swear <laughs> to Jesus. Um, he's gone down the treat, so we, we were on about giving him his own slot and his own podcast there, and someone yeah. got in touch and, and said he's talking about the Sunday game already. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Joe, go on, build away. Uh, uh-huh. the, the pod box. Um, I was going to say, yeah, the, no, I just. Just on that, I know, in fairness, I have to say, the boys, uh, I'd be obviously talking close enough with Shane O'Neill um, during the year, worked with us last year and, and so on. And um, in fairness to Pal, they, they kind of, they got organised a bit more this year. Um, and right, while they mightn't have been doing as much hurling training as, you know, as other hurling clubs, they were doing a bit to put a bit of structure to it, put a focus on it, you know, put a bit bit of togetherness on it and so on. And uh I, I think that I'd say watch that space. To be honest with you, I, I, I'd say I'd say it'll be more they'll push again next year, and uh, I think even that was an interesting point with the split seasons. Talking to the lads, the, actually, if the if the seasons are flipped next year with football first and hurling second, it might actually that might actually be a you know a, good, a better thing for them again if you get me yeah. because their full focus will be on will be on the hurling. But uh, in fairness to him, like I said, I was talking to Shane and, and he was on about. Obviously, Shane is, uh, you know, good hurler and he's into the hurling as well as much as the football. But uh, they had a bit of structure to things there this year. And while they came up short, at least it's a good sign that they're putting, a, you know, putting an emphasis on it and putting a bit of focus on it. But I'm, I'm just on Bagginstown Gales. Uh, I saw, I did see them once this year, and uh, uh, you know, we talked about tight championships in York State, like, you know, and and uh, there was a couple of teams in that in in, in the shape of for like they could have gone could have gone up like like we said the only bit for Rangers by by a puck of a ball, but um. Uh, they'll, they'll make a good intermediate team, I think, next year. You know what I mean? They've, they've uh, a lot of good young lads coming up, and I think that'll be good for them as a club because I think, you know yourself, the, the better the standard the younger lads are playing at and, and bolstered by the few older lads, um, has to be good for them. And it'll probably, you know, it'll be a big, it'll be a big fill up for their seniors as well, having lads coming up out of intermediate rather than coming up out of junior to fill up their, fill up their team. So uh, they'll be, they'll be pleased with that to go along with the under twenty win as well. So it's been a good year for them on the hurling front. Definitely has. We're going to hear from Jane Captains now. It's Alan Whelan and Liam Cummins. Look at this now. Two boys close together and a beautiful song in the background in the hall. Listen, lads, we'll try overpower the music here. But back to the sound of one the Junior Championship, we have Alan Whelan and Liam Cummins. Alan, you must be delighted. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I said the set up in the speech there was completely different compared to last year. Like last year we were bringing lads coming to the park and this year we knew we seniors set, put the foot down and we led the, they led the way and we followed. We got lads over to the park juniors, we got everyone over and it was 15, 16 juniors that trend which you never ever see and it was great in the show today and we're back up inter- intermediate where we want to be. Bull is a former workmate of yours in Conley's and life, yeah? Well done. Um, you were more of a, you weren't much of a talker then, you were more of a lad that, uh, well, you weren't much of a worker either, I'd say. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only calling you, but listen, you're a bit of a hurler on you. Um, well done, fantastic. Cheers. I know, look, it was, it was a tough game as well, like, Pal really put it up to us there. As you're saying, like, back in, at the start, played him in the league and won by two points, like, and we knew, we knew we had to work hard today, and look, we got over the line in the end, and scoreboard, I know, have st- at one stage looked, looked healthy, but... I suppose the Robs come back at us and it's great to get over the line. Alan, in terms of yourself, like I mean, you're uh, you're a lover of the game. We have to ask you about the nickname. Where did Chipper come from? We have a snack box out in Palatine. We have a Chipper in Binder Sound. Are you there? I wonder. I heard that, heard that in the podcast already there during the week, but uh, but um, no, unfortunately it's, it's in the name. <laughs> I went through a rough patch there when I got injured and it went down a dark alley. But hopefully on the way back to play senior hurling next year. But uh, no, it came from 
five or six a week. It was, it was tough. Uh, it was tough now to keep it going, but I lived up to the name for a while, and hopefully I'll lose it now next year or year after. Listen, come here. Um, in fairness, you put on a hell of a performance today. Racked up a nice little tally, and you had a great spread of scorers as well in general. And great to see the town going well. Seniors had a great year, and sure, plenty of positivity now going into the next year. Like exactly, no, it is, and it's uh, like under twenties as well. And then the seniors, I know, I know they they got tipped in the semi final there, but but they had a great year as well. When you look back at it, we didn't win a game last year, and to come back and win three games on, on the bounce and got good momentum going it made a massive difference and uh, hopefully we build on it now for next year and hopefully the lads will take another step and we'll take a step to intermediate and hopefully hopefully put it up in intermediate and see where we go from there Last, last question Bull um, a couple of points to be drawn tonight maybe tomorrow as well but football's coming around the corner too so it's tricky you have much time to be celebrating No no at least we have we have a bye next weekend so as you look we'll, we'll make the most of it today and tomorrow so we will ensure we'll take it back then we'll get going in football well deserved. Alan Wheel and Liam Cummins, congratulations, all right. There you have it, lads. Um, <laughs> like, uh, two, two characters, I, I great time for the bull. The most relaxed man you'll ever meet. You used to work out in the yard at McConnelly's, like, and nothing would ever get to him. Contrary customers, <laughs> contrary managers, didn't matter a fuck. He just did what he wanted, like, and he was good at his job as well. You know, a good yeah. man. Super yeah, relaxed man as well. You weren't, you weren't exactly known for your work rate in Connolly's either, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm consistent. I was like that at work and I'm like that on fucking playing as well. So, anyway, that's the way it is. Um, no, it's late for, late for the lads. There, there are so men to tell them. Um, there are two good men, yeah. And two good hurlers as well. Like, and Alan, like Alan is a cracking underage hurler. Um, and he will get back playing senior. I've no doubt about it. Brilliant. Loads of hurling. Like, great free taker. Yeah. Um, as you said, you know. It's been a, it's been a good championship, like the intermediate one, and I think that's something you want to kind of remark on, Joe. Was just maybe the championships in general, and even going back to under twenty, and you know, was there only one game or something that wasn't played in terms of a fixture, which is great. Yeah, I think I think from from memory, looking back to it, Steve, you could probably correct me as well. Yeah, yeah, there was one. There was only one. One junior. was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a fault of either club. It wasn't played oh. uh, because Turned the first out. game. First game we were to play was against Carlton, and that was put on the same as Bandaran were playing their refixed junior B final, and that had to be replayed or that had to be refixed within the month or six weeks as well. So the match that wasn't played would have been played in normal circumstances. Just it wasn't it wasn't really anyone's fault. No, to be honest, it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was actually two games. Then I, I, I'm thinking of one. There was one one at the junior grade, but I think it was because of. Um, a dead rubber as well, or a dead, you know, a dead, a, there was a dead fixture, if you get me. Uh, just one, one game had to be postponed, and then another fixture, if you get me, superseded in terms of, uh, and then it made the group, you know, it kind of sealed where positions in a group. But, like, Jesus, that's it's good progress with the under 20 as well. And yeah, I just want to remark, I thought I thought the championships this year were excellent. I know we're going to be talking about the senior one now, um, but it wasn't a fuck of a ball, like Steve will tell you. And uh, right, probably in the intermediate level, there was probably three, three of the stronger teams, and maybe then you know maybe ourselves in Carlow Town were, were probably the you know the weaker two out of five, but the, any of the other three could have won it. And the, at junior level, you probably had three or four teams there in, in the shakeup as well. And the under twenty, literally five teams could like, you know, five, you could make uh, cases for five teams there, uh, Sam Mullins on uh, and the far side, and then any of the four teams in the other group. And there was literally, I mean, it sure was the proof that there was literally only a hook of a ball between them, uh, which was brilliant to see. And, you know, even with that, uh, I know Neil Breed won the, won the other competition as well. And there was only a hook of a ball in that as well between themselves and Carlo Town, you know. So there's just been, it's been a great, there's been a great hurling, a lot of great hurling in the last, in a condensed period of time. Um, 
a lot of great matches, you know. So it was just and actually one sense. thing, Joe. One thing, the the clubs were at the start. There was a they were looking to split four and, or five and a three, and it wasn't going yeah. to work. So Hones were going to be the stronger in the in the called the B we were in. And in fairness to the clubs, they agreed who that the the top team in the B would go back into an A semi final, and then yeah. the second and third in the other would play shield. Clubs agreed to. Uh, like you know, if you, if you talk your out, you might have a better chance of solving than just saying right. That's the way it's going, and that's yeah. Put the foot down, and I thought that was good at the start, anyway, at least. And it worked out that way. The Simons were the strongest. No rope, they were up. Lost semi final with three points to Monster Rangers, who lost the county final, the air final with two points. So, but, the, but there wasn't, yeah. that's the way the minor used to work. Yeah, but there wasn't you know, that years ago, the minor B used to be. Yeah, but there wasn't a huge difference even in that side, Stevie, in terms of like you know in in. Call it the whatever side, the second group or whatever you want to call it, the group one, group two, whatever in your own group. Like it wasn't that much between the teams either. Though. It was competitive well, as well. Like. Between the three, Samuels were stronger than the, the other three by a bit. Now in fairness, but yeah. the other three teams was not between them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You know, usually under twenty-one was played in darkest winter, November, whatever. You know, and just you know, the you should in whatever could be fitted in. You know, and that's. In fairness, any lad that has a graph for hurling, if he hasn't hurled in the last eight weeks, he has no one to blame on himself. Yeah, fact. Yeah. Is that fucking dig, is it? Who are you going to attack from is it? I thought you were going to sort out that for me. I think I only went for an intercounty football transfer, right? That's the law, Mr. Luck. No, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, lad. You're gone, you're gone. That's it. That's it. You're gone. They're playing with Tim O'Hoan, Slave Bloom, like the. Yeah, just you have a fair trick, all right. Um, goes back to Keneally's point, though, about lads in around that area yeah. that can't hurt with Caratown. Like, you know, it's it's definitely something that is worth tapping into. So, we'll rock on to the, the senior final, the creme de la creme. And we were talking, Joe, obviously, on Friday. There was a great reaction to the up for the match program, actually, just to put it out there. And it's still the stuff that Pat James yeah, <laughs> you said it. It doesn't hurt as much when you said yourself. You see, that's yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't like saying it. We didn't like saying it, like, you know. <laughs> but but there was genuinely, and it's not all time sensitive because I'd say for I think it was an hour or twenty minutes. The senior part was out of the whole program. I'd say for a good forty of that anyway. It's not relevant to the game itself. It's more relevant to county final weekend and what that involves. So I definitely recommend people maybe going back and having a listen to that because. The honesty from Pat and James, like it was, it was incredible, and that's a lot of the feedback I was getting that they couldn't get over. Like, not surprising, obviously, because two lads are honest, but just the color they were able to paint, like, mm. and and you obviously so added to it with the bunting aspect. So you're, say, it, so you're saying I'm telling ladies what your best is, Henry. Well, you like me didn't get involved in too many fucking senior final <laughs> no. weekends, did we? Like, well, but, I tell um, you, I did. No, but I did, no. but in other counties when I went drinking for them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where where are we going this weekend? Where are we going this weekend, lads? <laughs> yeah, well, you did add to it as well by the bunting and all that because that is important. It actually brought a great story with Pat where he was talking about you know crying having yeah. seen the bunting pop on his last senior final. Like, so that's definitely worth going back and having a look at or listen to whichever you want to do. And just while I'm on the point before I want the senior, another thing that struck me like uh, Jared Isle, the new PRO, which we have to say well done, congratulations to and best of luck. Said from the other day in person, we'll put out the record in the podcast as well. But him and Tommy okay. Murphy were asking like. How do you access this podcast? And it's something I'm very conscious of because getting it to people of maybe a certain age or people that aren't great with technology, it is a bit Thanks. of an issue. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is though, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that yeah. I'd like to have a listen, have a look at this that just don't know how to access it. So for the viewers and listeners out there, if you can please try to bring that to the people, show them how to set up. All you need to do is show them once or twice. It's very easy to access. Like most of them do have a smartphone. So um, it would be great to be able to, to bring that to a wider audience as well because, you know, everyone is just used to flicking the radio and that's the way it is and it's understandably so. But um, I mean, it'll get to a stage where things might only be podcasts and stuff, that radio will be secondary because te- technology keeps moving and moving and evolving. Like So we'd just love to maybe bring that to a new audience. But anyway, let's go on to the senior. So what did we say, Joe? You were you went with St. Mullins anyway, first of all. Um, and oh, that's it. Throw it back in my face. Uh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to cut the thing and play it back there again. But um, look, in fairness, like, the, way, the way I put it out there, Joe, it was that if Rangers mo- hurled at their best for more than a quarter, I felt it was going to be enough. I sure they did it for a full half. And even in a, you know, probably did it for three quarters, actually. Because even though, yeah. say, Mullins matched them, I think, in the third quarter, but Rangers were probably still at the level. Say, Mullins matched the level Rangers were at. Rangers still yeah. won that quarter 5-4. Um, yeah. But like key statistics, it's it's in the wider domain at the moment. But for people that don't know, uh, Rangers scored 17 points in the first half, all from play. Scored 24 points in total, 23 out of 24 from play. All six forwards scored in the first 24 minutes. Uh, I've never seen the likes of it in a county final before, lads. It was just incredible stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so like, the first yeah. couple of scores, like the two Nolans had... They're having pot shots from, and they're all going over. And that, that pot shots knows the wrong terminology. Yeah. That's for Lattice Nail, they'd all over the bar, but basically. These boys know where the boss are uh, and more like. Is that another dig? Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, hang on. on. Continue. continue. Like, you know, you're, you were saying with the, the, the material of the program was hard. We were beside we trying to we were writing down the scores and we literally nearly had to dig it into it. And with a, a full time job, like, we're looking down the first half, like, and it's Chris at five. John at five, and then it's Murphy thinking three at half time. Here, here it is, right? I'll try. Ah. I don't know if I'll be able to bring it up on the screen. I'll put it up to the webcam. We got up really close and personal with it, but you can actually. I'll go to the There's Marty Cavanagh's side. Uh, there's Chris's side, but like we're literally engraving the bloody thing. We wrote on it so hard, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, I mean, some of those scores. Uh, well, Stevie, wasn't it like the boys were keep competing against each other? Chris and John, it was like, who's going to try, like, uh, outscore each Some-more other? Who's going to try get mad yeah, at the match? I thought we were going to go 15 rounds there one stage and John got hold oh, for the lads. We asked Chris Sturdy stop the ground with the hurl. Yeah, and he kept fighting. I, I actually yeah. talked Chris, Chris yesterday. I, I don't know, is he a distant relation to Hulk Hogan, but he kept going like that. He was pointing at everyone, right? So he was doing that to John, the brother. He was doing it to the crowd. He was doing it to the St. Mullins crowd. And then he was doing it to TG Carter cameras as well. So all of, I was just <laughs> waiting for the real American music to start playing. Uh, but um, look, the two boys were sensational. And but Dennis Murphy, and go back to Dennis Murphy again. I said, "Oh, Alan, Alan Whale in the first game, being link man." The motor ball Dennis Murphy gets in his hand and gives a 10, 12, 15 yard pass into a lad's hand. It looks the most simple thing in the world, but not too simple at all. And it, it creates a triangular, freaking square. There's lads going trying to make a tackle here. Next to pull around the square, and there's space open up and. Dennis Murphy had three points the first half. One of them, I'd say, was about an inch and a half over the crossbar. Uh, you know, we were talking last week about he was on his last legs, three crochet operations. Three just three looked dynamite. Sure. Like, you know, and, yeah. you know you, you'd, you'd see the boys playing the way they were, and Eddie Warren as well in that category. Like, the four of them were just on a different 
level. Uh, you know, the, you'd usually see one lad in the forest playing well and, and make another five look normal, but they had four of them yesterday. And, and like, that wasn't saying, like, Kevin Mack was wearing 12, was he? And mm-hmm. who yeah. were leaving out? One of the Lawlers, Tony Lawler, Lawler, Lawler. Lawler. And they both scored, yeah. like. Yeah, you know, so it's um, not like, county final, generally, if you're going to hit the, a winning figure of 20 whatever points, you'd be earmarking in a hurry match, six year forward scoring an average two points apiece is 12, and maybe trying seven or eight threes. But then, like yesterday, that wasn't an option with John Hickey refereeing. I don't mean that he wasn't blowing the freeze, and that's just the way it was, and that's not maybe right or wrong. You knew what you had to do to get a freely. It was one him in the second half, James died of the ball, there were seven points down. He was about 25, 30 meters out. And I thought, now, if this was Dennis Murphy or Eddie Bourne, it was Trenard Bar scoreboard taking over John or James took it into contact ended up in the schmozzling edge of the square took about a minute set for throwing and everything no point over it you know and it, look these things going to happen when you're six or seven points down you're going to go that maybe taking in a yard or two forward but like another day that was a free and it was a point anyway but you know maybe he was he was looking for the option of if I get in here or maybe get in for a goal but just you, know, you can see the two goals in the whole championship to send to Ballon Kiln I think you know even Dean Grennan Dean Grennan made a save there Ball ricocheted out and Ushin Rain put it over the bar, even though I didn't put it over the bar. I think it took a deflection. It looked a good foot wide from where we were. It was were. a foot wide. It wasn't even yeah. inches. It was a full foot no, it didn't wide. Look, you, you couldn't <laughs> notice it on TG Carter. And we don't, oh. I don't understand Irish that well to say where the sign on the boat. I so. uh, oh, looked, you know what the thing was, right? It was <laughs> the umpire duck, right? And it was impossible. He was never going to see yeah. it. But I said, I, I said, he was saying to himself, I'll put this up as a white flag because next time he actually will fucking hit me across the forest. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no way he could have seen it. The other umpire would have saw it either. It was, it was a foot wide. And there was good giggles on the, what do you call it, on the uh, on the terrace as well. We're in the middle of the set. One is that. And um, what you just say about Mikey Sheehy as well. Like Mikey Sheehy used to hit the ball or DJ. DJ used to hit the ball. I was down in Walsh Park one day watch, or watching DJ and he's hitting 21s, putting them over the bar. I mean, over the post and everything. They always used to say about Mikey Sheehy that if it was ever in doubt, the umpire would always say, Mike Sheehy used to kick all these trees very high over the bar. And they always used to say that the way he used to do that was said because if an umpire was ever in doubt, if it was ever close, they'd always say Mikey Sheehy always scored, you know what I mean? And he'd get the benefit of the doubt. So I said the umpire was thinking the same. Sure, he said probably said Oshin right Oshin couldn't miss him there, so I'll put the flag up and hope for the best thing. And so just to, to remark on, you know. It was going to be a topic, uh, the way John Hickey allowed the game to go. You know, to, to give... I'm going to make this point twofold again. So, there was a time where St. Williams felt they should have a penalty, right? And then, from that resumption of play, uh, a Rangers cornerback, can't think which one it was, got absolutely clattered. He didn't blow that either. So, that was a, a mark of consistency, in my opinion. But we also witnessed uh, one of the greatest scores I've ever seen in Netwatch, Colin Park, because he allowed the play to, to keep going. Like, John Nolan was blatantly fouled. Ended up on his knees and put the ball over off his left. And on another day, that's blown as a free, and you don't get to see that happening. I'm going to give John Zeris credit for this. Now, I know St. Mullins felt a little bit aggrieved at times. We weren't in the middle of the Rangers fans. They were in the stand, obviously. And I said they maybe felt aggrieved, but it balanced because he was just consistent across the way. It was like, this way I'm going to ref it, lads. I'm going to let it flow. And 23 points out of 24 from play for Rangers is a fair, you know, good barometer of the type of game that was allowed to let progress. Um, we're quick to criticise. I think we should be giving lads a bit of credit too. I thought it was great. It was like a, it was like being down the Super Bowl, Stevie and Nate, Nate Kane trying the hurls, lads, and uh, Nate had just throwed the hurls in half on one side, half the other, and that's the teams. And no whistle, no nothing. You could flake. There was fights. There was every sort of deal. 
and that's kind of there's no fights in our Esther really but that's kind of like what, what it was do you know what I mean it was great like, yeah um, and it was plenty so, of good spirits well, even I seen it once there's you know Moses Chess and Michael Dyne and Michael Lewis heading for the stand literally in a straight line to the stand and like you up against the wall yeah. most picked him up like and most but just some burst of past he had Michael Dyle he had a, he, he he had a hurling beside me hooked him and they got sailing over you know and at that stage you know, you know the game was you know more or less up it was seven or eight nine points in it and uh, you know whoever was in it there was yellow cards I said there was maybe five or six basically I said hardly as many yellow cards as freeze were nearly in the yellow card category to get a free but uh, but that's one thing with our freeze like, once you know and I know that's say right that by letter law that's a free should be a free uh every referee is different in their interpretation of the rules as in you know what you're going to blow for steps some lads might you know, could go away with six or seven more two or three maybe uh but uh you know it's just it is what it is and but when you're when, if you are Sam Mullins and you're 10 points down a half time you're going to need a couple of frees to you know i wouldn't say gimmies but lads were there's questions asked of dear mcborn or gary kelly whoever the Pull down someone or hold up the tackle as a free for Marty Cabin over the bar instead of being a goal for Marty Cabin or James Dale or whoever it is. So, no, that that didn't, that wouldn't have helped uh, Sam Owens. I think probably most guys would four. Four from play. Four, four. Yeah, I agree. Four, three. My engraving slash is in front of me here. Uh, we have four frees, I think. Yeah, yeah. And four from play, Kev, as well, is there? Uh, three from play, three, three from, from play, play, four frees. Sorry, five frees. Sorry, five frees and three from play. Three from play. Okay, yeah, now we got your points. Yeah. So the Chaffey says the first county final level was no free missing. Possibly that way. That's a fair point, actually. Um, is that it's the highest points total in the county final? Twenty-four yeah. is the highest, uh, as in points only. Yeah, I thought last year's performance was going to be higher bet now because last year's performance by Rangers I thought was the best that I'd seen. Now James said the other night that. He thought 2013 final was the best performance he's seen in the county final when Rangers best seven ones again. But um, let's go back to the nitty gritty lads of where this game was kind of won and lost. Um, to put it plain and simply, actually, I met Pat Mosey and Michael Kyo after the game, and I just felt no matter what the seven ones brought yesterday, I don't think it was going to be enough. Like, there's not going to match it. And they actually said Pickett or S probably wouldn't have matched it. They were just that good, like, in fairness. But it doesn't mean we can't go and analyze the game and pick out maybe different things as we're, as we're here to do, like. But I suppose for, for anyone, you know, we, we spoke a number of weeks ago on the podcast about, what, maybe four guys that could play centre-back for St. Mullins. So, James, I was there at the time. We are talking about Jerk Cody. We are talking about Mick Welsh. And we are talking about Paddy Kyo as, as possible centre-backs. So, um, yesterday, like, and even Friday, actually, Joe, just a, a little side note, like you were talking about would Rangers look at the possibility of putting Gary Lawler out onto Conor Kyo. Conor Kyo didn't start the game, which didn't was start, yeah. you know, quite unusual. So, what they did do was they brought in Oshin Boland, he was wearing nine, but he was playing as the sweeper. And for me, first of all, it's not a bad word said about Oshin at all. But like he wasn't really in the conversation about the four natural centre backs that we look at. And just maybe it's just something I have in my head, but a sweeper for me and someone that protects is the most natural reader of the game. And typically that's kind of a centre back. You know, it has been down through the years. And it wasn't one of those guys we named out, first of all. Um, but also the positioning of where Oshin was. Or where maybe where Sam Mullins kind of wants them to play, it wasn't offering much protection to the lads inside because he was a little bit in no man's land, and Rangers were able to bypass that pretty easily. Now, the only point I'd make, and I just to go back and myself slightly before I bring you in on this, 
is that the supply was so good from Paul Cody and Fikus Patrick and the boys that even his positioning was better, I still think the bomb might have got in because they were just pinpoint and they had time to be pinpoint as well. So I just thought it was something interesting. It didn't really look as evident on the TV, lads. I looked back at it this morning, but Steve, you were there beside me. Um, is it something worth picking up on, do you think? Well, just just on that before. Sure, one, yeah, sorry. Yeah, just on. See, the, the, the problem sometimes with playing a sweeper is you say, right, sometimes teams aren't used to playing that system, number one, apart from the personnel. Like, you know what I mean? Some certain teams set up that way. We saw how, say, go back to a county level, how the likes of Waterford had had a system and you know a designated player and and so on and so on. It's very hard sometimes to implement game changes like you know saying oh we're playing a sweeper, but in hurling um especially like with the ball moving so fast and and the movement of players, you really have to know you, you know you really have to know and know that system inside out. And the problem is if you're playing a sweeper against Rangers like. They're, they're, they naturally, even if you're playing kind of, I won't say a straight 15 on 15 against them, but if you're kind of, you know, playing their normal system, they'll normally have, like Dermot will normally kind of free himself up. They'll kind of drop a man back. So now you're giving them free reign back there. I mean, there was, they had extra, two, nearly three extra bodies there uh, at times. So what was happening in my eyes anyway was that, uh, like what you said, the pinpoint ball, why was it pinpoint? Because they had so much time and space out, out further. And then on the flip side as well, I thought Sam Mullins, if you are playing that sweeper or the, those extra bodies there, I thought Sam Mullins didn't work the ball far enough through the lanes. And a, a, lot of, a lot of the ball you were looking, it was being struck from deep in their own half back lane. And it was just being mopped up. Like what I think Stevie said, it was like Gary Kelly had a ball of his own in the first half. Um, you know, he was just, uh, he was on the ball every time he looked. Every, and I just don't know whether, well, you mentioned personnel. I don't know whether, I, I don't think personnel, I, I just don't think, the system worked for them, if you get me, and and I think you need to be really clear and clinical to work that system to, to have it been effective, you know, to be effective rather than just having an extra body back there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they did. Uh, as you, yeah, you're making a good point because regardless of who was in that position, it's how they brought the ball out from defence yeah. that we need to pick up on, and that's what was a big kind of losing of the game, I suppose, too. Like even at it's interesting you said, like, at times they had time on the ball and they still lumped it. Like, mm-hmm. there was, I remember Gary Bennett clearing the ball with a bit of time and maybe Oshin himself had a little bit of time and different lads. And um, it, it, it seemed like Gary Kelly, and he, we even thought on the terrace for a few minutes that Gary Kelly was the free man. Mm-hmm. But that was actually Jeremy Bourne. Gary was marking. But he picked up so much ball and had so much time to do stuff with it. Like, you know, that's where the clock form came from as such. So... Like in that case, you probably do either have to go through the hands or obviously be very careful with the with the short passing out. You know what I mean? That's that's probably the way. Well, well, if you mouse in, like. if you mouse in on the edge of the square, you know you want to be where they had him positioned in a lot of the first half. And the couple of balls he did get, he got, he got a couple of scores off it. But you know he was starved of possession because a lot of the ball was 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 being cut out by the you know, say the Rangers half back line or you know been mopped up there. So you know it it, it, it was. I suppose a good idea in theory that they were trying to, you know, try to shore it up at the back and try to hit mouse, but they weren't, they weren't hitting mouse, you know. But the couple of balls he did get in the first half, so he got a couple of scores off him, like you know. But um, yeah, look, but like I think ultimately what you said, I think you made a fair point. I'd say no matter what system they had in place in that first half, Rangers' yeah. tempo was just was just different gravy, like you know. Yeah, there was one, there's one, there's one, there's one clearance there in the first half. Um, Paddy Ball, an outrageous catch. I don't think they got a score off it. Yeah. Another day that ends yes. up being pulled down a free. 
like the the Simmons crowd didn't get a chance to get behind them, you know, get a couple of scores, two or three balls came across there, trickled out for sidelines in front of us were passes. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't say they were under the bike been under pressure hitting them, but they probably had the the effects of being under pressure for the ten minutes before that maybe, you know, that her you know, the, the things weren't sticking and, and you know, Conor Kilroy didn't start one for twenty minutes and you got, I think he got a point here at the end, they batted the ball over the bar, you know, and, and they could big step up too for young lad too and, and you know, coming in there and you know, maybe that's why you didn't start I don't know at the top, maybe bring him in with twenty minutes to go, but instead of going, coming in with twenty minutes to go with fresh legs, he was coming in with only twenty minutes gone. Yeah, and I think uh, it's worth pointing out, you know, we're talking about supply and demand, right? So the supply was so good, but did the demand change? Like, I mean, and by that I mean, did the demand change out the field to try and stop the supply, or would the demand change inside? And with the greatest respect in the world, you know, I played in the fullback line before as well, and if you're up against a lad that you fancy your chances, fancy your chances on, and the you're left with a heap of space and the ball is put in front, you're going to be under pressure naturally. But when it's Chris Nolan, John Nolan, you're definitely going to be under pressure. But like, while the supply is the big thing there, and it was limited in the third quarter, and you know Rangers didn't get as much joy from from Chris and John, there was five points apiece from play scored off uh, off Paul and Gary. And I like the two boys. We had Gary in the podcast. It's not a bad thing in him. But like, should that have maybe brought about a thought process where maybe a Michael Willis goes back who? Would have marked TJ Reid a couple of years ago in Leinster final and kept to a point or two, or were they right to stick to their guns? I I... Chris Nolan is scoring scoring four or five points off of any cornerbackers in the country in a county game, and John as well this year is up his scoring big time, you know. And like this is this is John Nolan has been pushing to the full forward you now in the last couple of games. He scored two six against someone's I think the last round did he from play. Right, so we have you the know, stuff for it's, it's, Chris and John it, later on, so I can give yeah, them to you like now he, if you want. No, no, no. I'm saying he's, he's used to being out maybe playing between 10, 11, 12 and working, working his socks off and getting the ball in, not on the scoreboard as much as this year. Like this year has just been, uh, he, he's already stuck in a bit more and he's like... Last last week I looked at the 2017 final, the intermediate final of ourselves and Rangers. I looked at last Friday... Uh, just just to see how many range lads were still playing or old lads or whatever, but um, like he got pointed that before half time, Kevin or Stephen James were commentating on it. He picked I don't know Jimmy Cal or I don't forget whose pocket it was. They got the ball was raised at here. They took over hand nor the bar in a flash. And I, I James texted me after the match, you know, congratulate. And I said, James, look, I said one thing. I says uh, I'd heard a quarrel about John Nolan, but I said this is just after blowing me. Uh, you know, sideways, as I said, I'll be looking forward to seeing this left for the next year, 15 year, and this year he's starting to yeah. really, really show the, the, you know, his true colours. I think the answer to the question, to an extent, is the third quarter and maybe the fourth quarter. I think Chris scored another, maybe two points in the second half. I don't know, did, did John even score in the second half? I actually can't remember now, but if he did, it's only, it's only a point. So, no, when the play was cut out, no. they didn't get any more. So, that maybe puts it to bed slightly. Um, very, very hard play, like with the ball was coming in. You look at the ball that was coming in, like it was in front of a forward. It was perfect. There was space. It was, you know, ang- you know, it was just everything you wanted for a forward ball. And you know, the two by, I, I, I think the two boys like are two of, you know, the best bats we we have in the county. Two very good, honest chaps. And I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't. I think 
you know, I just think on the, in that far, farm, uh, there was no stopping those stopping yeah. the scores coming. And and if look, it's like everything. If you plug the way the, the way the first half went, if you plugged one gap, you know, there was a gap somewhere else. Like I mean, hitting seventeen scores, no, hit seventeen, you know, points is just incredible. And you know, where where are we going to stop them? Like you know, but um, if they scored three yeah. more, if they scored three more each in the third quarter, we just leave the two wise on them. Well, if they scored three more in the third quarter, the game was gone anyway. Like ultimately, you know, not being smart, but it would have, you know, like mm. I don't know. I mean, look, you can say about I, I'd always say about as well. About you mentioned there, say about was a um, John Welch. I think there's a big difference in hurling centre back and full back marking a lad. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of definitely, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you look, you mentioned the Leinster semi final. Like you look at the job Paul Dyle did on Colin Fenley that day. You know, I know yeah. Colin might have snuck a goal, but it was literally. I'm not criticising Paul and Gary. This is an no, honest no, question. I know, I know, no, no, but I'm saying to you, I'm it's being an honest. Point, like. Yeah, no, I'm being honest as well, like in terms of, you know, I don't think it's as easy switch, you know, switch no. one with the other. And I, I don't, I I think, look, I just think it was one of those days for it's irrelevant for the Rangers for the grand scheme yeah. of things, do you know, yeah. but we are still here to dissect and go through the nitty gritty. Oh, Let's yeah, give them credit now in return, not just two boys, but set ones in yeah. general, because they outscored Rangers in the second half. Um, What was it, 9-7, I think, was it? Yeah. The second half. Um. They did their best hurl in the third quarter and got outscored, actually. Probably didn't hurl as well in the last quarter and, uh, what do you call it, Renders outscored them, I think, in the last quarter, right? No, I'm getting that fucking wrong, I can't count. Um, they, they, sure look, the they, 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 did their best, they did their best hurl in the third quarter and, and didn't mm-hmm. and didn't yeah, outscore them. They could have won the last quarter 5-4. They must have had if they outscored them in the second half. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Well, probably, um, probably yeah, look, to, to say fairly honestly, like, would the other three teams have have only gone down by eight points to, to that performance by Rangers. I, I don't, I I think Sam Mullins and I contacted some of the lads there today and, you know, just to commiserate with them. And I just said to him the fight that they brought, you know, you take heart from that, like, right, they lost, fine. But no Sam Mullins team had ever thrown, you know, throwing a towel or no, just, you know, bow the head or go down. And they fought back and fought back and did a couple of, you know, a couple of chances yeah. and, you know, you know, to tighten it up and, you know, but like, look, they, they fought to the end. Like, but look, the, the first half is where the damage was done, and it was just very hard. Like, what ten points down? It was in seventeen seven, seven and a half mm-hmm. time, and just yeah. a, a, mentally as well. I don't think they knew they weren't playing. You know, mentally they knew they, were, they, they weren't playing well. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes like if you think you're, you know, we're right, we're, we're we're not in the game, we're down in the scoreboard, but we're not playing too bad, and you know, we're in this sort of thing. We can pull this out of fire, but they probably knew in their heart and soul their their own game wasn't wasn't where it needed to be. Like, you know, and and. Uh, you know, I suppose then it's hard to lift it mentally. But in fairness, they dug in the second half, and you gave them credit for that. Like you know, yeah, it, it take takes something out of the defeat. Like you know, yeah. There's um, <laughs> I feel I've been pretty hard on on, on Gary and Paul. It was literally fair questions. <laughs> like well, they're yeah. the best backs in the county, but sure, that's the way it is. But you have to ask the questions, on you? Um, but they, they did win the battle in the second half. I put balance on it. Like it's just the first half I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like they did, they did in the second half get the better of the battle. In my opinion, on you, I thought so. That's that's the measure of them as well. Like, if I was after, if that happened to me, I'd be looking for. I'm looking to the sideline. Like, get me the fuck out of here. To be honest <laughs> with you. So I think we all would like five points, right. five scores and play unless they go on. So I'll balance it up. Sorry, lads. Your Gary. hamstring, your, your hamstring will be gone after after the third one. Yeah, I probably would. I don't even know if I have one in the box anymore. <laughs> Can't count either. Tony bangs in the head. Um, but like that's that's the long and short of it. So we still have a team of the year to get through. We have player yeah. of the year to get through. And we've football, a bit of football to get through as well, but we also post match. So we'll uh, we'll plow through the post match. We've David Feeling, Eddie Byrne, John Nolan, 
and Richie and Paul Cody. David Phelan, congratulations, Manchester Rangers senior champions once again. An absolutely unbelievable performance. I think 17 points from play in the first half out of 17. It was ridiculous stuff. Nothing that I've ever seen in the county final, certainly. And obviously, you know, that laid the, the platform for this remarkable victory, has to be said. Yeah, well, look, we worked on it all year. Like, and we said, like, every game we wanted to improve, improve, improve. We started off kind of poor enough in a couple of games. And we said, like, we're putting 15 minutes in games. So we're kind of winning games barely just about an end. And today we said from the start we're going to try to put a 60 minutes game ahead and so I think we started off unbelievable and put a great base in for the game. So we couldn't really ask for more at the start and the forwards, the base of that was the forwards being our first set of backs working from the front. The amount of hooks and blocks they got, I don't know, it made it very easy for the backs then. So it was a great start for us. We just heard over the intercom there, I don't know if we picked it up on the microphone, but Chris Nolan got out of the match and myself and John were just absolutely ridiculous there throughout the, the 16, and in particular in the first half, but you got to give great credit to everyone, it was just a, a super team performance like. Yeah, like the two boys, like sure, look at they're the two of the best forwards, two of the best forwards, if not the best forwards in the county, like, and they showed it there today for everyone to see, like, so, like Chris scores from left, right, left, right, anywhere under the stand, far, in close, for any defender he's a handful but then the ball going into him like to Paul Cody one savage one of the breaks in the first half Tony Lawler Avery Darren Byrne all the backs like, just super like, it was just a great team performance and he couldn't really take it from anyone In terms of your own game David like we knew you as a, a wing forward as a, as a midfielder you went back centre back and now you're back full back the last couple of years so you've, adapt, you've adapted fairly well how are you liking it back there? Uh, taking a bit of getting used to now last year was the first year back there obviously so but look it's it's uh, the legs are getting a bit uh, bit slower, obviously enough. So you kind of just as long as the team keeps asking, I keep giving. So like it's going to take bit by bit every game. It's not easy. Every year is getting harder and harder. So look, we'll see. We'll see how it's after today goes. We'll enjoy today and the next couple of weeks. Whatever comes comes next, and we'll go from there. So contrary to popular belief, uh, you're not going away for next year. <laughs> I say nothing yet. <laughs> we'll finish this year first. That's it. And look, I mean, you're going to give Leinster a right rattle now because we were all saying last year if there was a Leinster championship, you wouldn't have been too far away. Like so. There we are now with a performance better than last year's one in the county final. So that gives great hope going into the Leinster Championship, which obviously now is probably, what, six or seven weeks away. So there is a gap, so it's important to try and get big games. And might not be easy, actually, because other championships are still going. Yeah, well, like we, we were concentrating today at first. Obviously, last year, last year we were very disappointed because I thought we hurled. I thought we hurled. Our, the team that hurled last year in the county final was as good as I've seen as hurling in 2011, 2012. And this uh, today wasn't as far off, but we can just keep reproducing it. But uh, we'll concentrate. We don't, I don't know what the, even the draw is for Leinster. Right? We haven't even thought that far ahead. So it might take it a bit easy for this week and get back then to working for the next couple of weeks and concentrate on our next game. Listen, Dave, great to chat to you. Well done again. And uh, best luck in Leinster, all right? Eddie Byrne, Leicester Rangers, senior champions once again. Fantastic performance, fantastic team performance. And as we said to David Phelan, there are 17 points from play in the first half, like all your scores from play, and I think 23 out of 24 might have been from play. So an outrageous kind of performance in the county final. Certainly nothing like I've seen before. You've played in a good few, and I'd say that has to be up there, up the top. Yeah, I suppose we have to be delighted with that performance. Um, we really put seven ones to the sword, especially in that first half. Um, we talked about it at half time that our third quarter has probably been our worst quarter throughout the year, and we just tried to steady the ship there, and I think we came out even in that one. And uh, look, we we finished strong again at the end. And look, it was a complete performance throughout. But we were very we we're very happy. Like we always know what St. Mons are going to have coming into a county final. They're going to be dogged. They'll put you to the sword any chance they get. So to put in a performance like that is absolutely delightful. And um, we know exactly that what St. Mons brings. So we're absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, I mean, in general, it was it was a pleasure to look at. And obviously, the television cameras are down here. TG4 were doing it live. It was on RT Radio 1. So no better day to actually pond that sort of an exhibition. 
Yeah, as I say, John Nolan must have knew the cameras were on him when he didn't give the ball to Chris in the first half. But yeah, look, we, you can't really think about those things before the match. And, and we talked about it's all well and good topping the group in the league part of it. But if you don't put in a performance in the semi-final and the final, then it's, it's worth nothing to you at the end of the year, you know. And St. Mullins have done that year on year they, where they haven't topped the group in, in the league part of it. And then they've come and, and blitzed you in the county final. And the big day is the big day and you want to perform on the big day and it doesn't matter who's here you just want to put in a good performance and look we'll look on, look back on it in years to come and we'll be, we'll be talking about this one it's a fantastic performance and it's probably as good if not better than last year's one like and <coughs> yeah we're just delighted with it yeah. I go along with that as well and obviously you've Leinster Championship now this year which you didn't have last year so you're going to give that a right blast but I don't know it's an awkward answer we're saying to David because there's going to be probably maybe six seven weeks of a gap other counties are playing their championship games not that you're thinking about this tonight obviously but it is something you probably will have to look at in a few weeks yeah of course like we'll uh thanks tom uh we'll have to look, look at it, you know we don't want to leave it here I and mean, there is a chance to go and do something special you take the chance um, and st mullins did it a couple of years ago and we know that we can get back there too if we, if we get a bit of momentum and a bit of um <laughs> hurling into us before we start back like i know we have football championship coming up but knowing the group of players that we have here we won't shy away from that either like you know and if we have to put in a bit of extra hurling you know alongside the football then so be it we'll, we'll keep ourselves ticking over maybe yeah Good stuff. Well, listen, enjoy it, Eddie, and thanks for having a chat with us. All right. John Nolan, I don't know if yourself and Chris were having a competition to see who got man of the match today. He's after getting it. You weren't far off with yourself. Outstanding performance from yourself and Chris and from everyone in Rangers today. Like the first half in particular was just absolutely awesome. And is it something you focused on beforehand? Was getting that kind of performance, especially early on, and trying to put the game to bed early? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, just if you start well and keep going, like. The teams will struggle to stay with you. And, um, in our last game against St. Mullins in the league, we started well, but we kind of died down. And that, today, it was different. We stayed going, stayed going. So, um, it was just great effort, Rangers. I think uh, in terms of your own performances this year, you caused me a good few headaches at minor level uh, a few years back. But you're after bursting onto the scene, you know, county, club. And for me this year, you've added like, m multiple scores to your, to your game. Last year, you are providing a good bit, picking off two or three. But now you're putting up two sixes and fives and this kind of crack. So you're after bursting on and, and progressing. And I'm sure you're delighted with yourself. Oh, yeah, and happy with, happy with the year, yeah. But sure, look, it's down, to, it's down to all the other players. Like I'm inside and they're, they're feeding me in good ball. And it's down to them. Couldn't score, couldn't score that much without them poking it in. And all, the good ball that they're hitting in. So it's down to them. Hard work of them. Actually, there's something I want to know, right? So in the first half, there was a goal-scoring opportunity, right? And Chris was giving you the whole Kogan. He was giving the crowd the whole Kogan. I think he was giving the TG4 cameras the whole Kogan as well. He was disgusted with you. I don't, I don't know what he actually said to you. Maybe you'll tell us. No, I won't repeat it. I won't repeat it. No, I won't. No, I should have gave it up. Should have given it. In fairness, I will say one thing. A couple of minutes after that, you uh, knocked over a pint like so. It didn't hurt you and upset you too much, whatever he said anyway. No, no, I was in, a, in one ear and out the other. I've been used to it the whole way up, so yeah, yeah, yeah. in one ear and out the other. It's not going to change, especially in county final day. John, thanks a million. And Paul Cody and Richie Cody, Monster Rangers champions once again. Lads, you must be delighted. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose at the full time whistle, it's relief. Relief. Um, tomorrow morning, I'll be delighted. Um, but yeah, just, just now, now I'm just, I'm just relieved and, and happy that it's coming back home again. That's, that's the, the first feeling, definitely. Richie, you're only back what, a week or two. You were telling me you're kind of like John Terry going around in terms of uh, getting back and jumping onto the field and getting trophies. But in fairness, now John Terry didn't actually play that game we're talking about, and you you, you did play the last two. So um, it must be great to be back. You timed it well, and champions once again. Yeah, yeah, timed it well. Yeah, um, couple of minutes there, but sure, look, it doesn't matter. It's a, 
as long as the boys um, done the job now, I was happy enough, you know. So yeah, only back like a week, a week or uh, a week and a half, maybe that. So I haven't the whole lot done, but um, just it was great to step onto the pitch. It's great to be back, do, doing a little bit of the boys and look, they were outstanding there, one to fifteen. I couldn't fault any him like so. I was happy enough sitting on the sideline watching them pawn a masterclass there. So yeah, not delighted now, delighted. In fairness, you've been involved in near enough every senior championship final Rangers have been in bar maybe O three and O one. I would say that has to be the best one you've ever seen. The performance levels like oh yeah 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 exactly um definitely up there sure like that first half that first 30 minutes was outstanding just so was, it was a joy to stand up there in the in the stand look and just look down at the lads performing like everything was so sharp so quick like score 17 points from play like in the first half outstanding like and probably left a couple of goals behind us as well but yeah uh, definitely overall performance like um up de- it's definitely pr- it is the best it is it is the best and there's only one or two more like there's i think in 13 i think we put together a fairly good performance that day as well but yeah definitely today was 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 up there with the best anyway yeah oh, we're saying the whole time on the podcast that like rangers are putting together unbelievable quarters like in terms of the first one against them one is in the round robin section right but it was a half today and that was nearly enough and even in the third quarter when it looked like same ones were getting to grips which is you still won that 5-4 i think so i mean was there a kind of an emphasis on trying to knock it up another gear because we always felt there was a gear in you and i think you produced it today most importantly when it mattered like i, I can listen back to your podcast now I don't, I don't like listening to them during the week when i have a match that weekend so i didn't listen to any of them but um yeah so as i said there earlier like um the league, the round, the round campaign is the round campaign. The nice way possible. Matters fuck all. Like you know, you just need to qualify for a semi-final. And then I, I think we took it up a notch last week, uh, performance-wise. And, and then we took it up a notch again today. There's a time to peak, and it's not the first round of championship. Um, we had to deal with the football at the start, and we hadn't hurled. And we said we got to we got together the first match, and we said, look, in five weeks' time, it's count semi-final. Uh, let, let's start coming and go towards that. We've done a lot of running during the weeks of, the, of those five weeks. We were a bit heavy-legged during some of those round campaigns, but. But so what? Um, you know, no good winning winning those round campaigns and, and not performing today. So I think I think you know, like you, you can never dominate a match for 60 minutes. Say Mullins were always going to come, come, come with a purple patch, and we put so much into the first half that there was always going to be a bit, that bit of tiredness. But you know, we had four or five subs to come on, and we kept them at arm's length and just kept that scoreboard going. Second half, once we had the once we had the um, you know that lead built up. After talking to Phelan and to Feders there as well, right? Or we're kind of remarking on. Obviously, you won't be thinking about this tonight and tomorrow, but a Leinster Championship, because like, there's going to be six, seven weeks at least, I'd say, before there's anything, and other counties are playing their championship. That's going to provide a little bit of a headache. So, you know, Connor and the boys will have a plan for it, like, but you're hoping to get this all correct rattle. There was no championship last year. We were always saying that you wouldn't have been far away from winning like, but that's a performance that's after trumping it, and um, the only headache you will have is that gap, I'd say. Yeah, um, it's kind of a, it is a tricky one. Look, and the management team, I'm sure they're they're well experienced enough, and they'll uh, they'll sit down and they'll come up with some sort of a plan. Like we have, we'll obviously have the football championship now to to play as well, and kind of. But look, I don't mind winning today. Was the first goal? It was the main goal. Um, it's a good headache to have, and look, we're just delighted. Like you said, there was no Lens championship last year. The year before, we didn't win the county final, so. Um, yeah, it's great to be back in the championship, and honestly, I can't wait to get going in it again. You know, it's, it's just it's there's some there's something special about the championship, the All Ireland series. Not that the county county championship isn't great as well, but there's just something special about that. And look, hopefully we can uh, produce something similar today in in the first match. And look, we'll, we'll take from there. I don't, actually, I don't even think I'm not sure who we have in it. To be honest, with you. I didn't look that far ahead today. It was all about Carlo at the minute so look we'll, we'll sit down we'll play the football championship and we'll uh, we'll have to keep some sort of hurling going I think for those few weeks but yeah we'll worry about that when it comes, it comes along
There you have it, lads. So that's uh, Richard Cody, Paul Cody, John Nolan, Eddie Byrne, and David Phelan. So, any last thoughts before we move on? All good? All right. Uh, you're saving the argument for the next thing we're moving on to. So it is team of the year. Um, uh, headache Central. I, I feel like we should be brand ambassadors for Panadol or Norfin or something with these yokes. But anyway, we've... Um, We've reached some bit of a, a verdict anyway, and so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, the, you know, the keeper, the six backs, midfielders, half forwards, full forwards separately, we'll say, and you know, we'll, we'll move through the lines after we're talking about the different lines, as the fella said. Um, so Brian Tracy is in the goal, lads. Uh, for me, you know, Dean Dean Grant, I don't think did Dean Grant concede the goal in the championship. Two, two goals Four in the championship. That's serious going, right? Now, the only thing is, this reminds me of a James McGarry situation when Kenny were so good. Like, you know, the defence was so solid in front. wasn't massive things to be doing. Brian, Brian, Brian was like Fitzhenry in around that same era. Like, so busy and played so well. Puckouts were good, you know. So for long me, range freeze. Long range freeze. So for me, that's what yeah. you need there. Have you had to add to that? No. no, no, no. It was probably, like, with all due respect, the other keepers are good. But for us, I think that was an easy enough one. Um you know, he's just such a good keeper. So, yeah. full back line, Ross Smithers, David Phelan, and Michael Doyle is what you went with there. So, I suppose, Joe, you, you've remarked that Ross has marked all of the big ones, I suppose, from the various clubs and has done quite well. So, it's good to good to see him in there. Um, I'll and, be, and became a leader, kind of, uh, of that Michael yeah. team, which is brilliant to see him really stepping up. You know, I want to say stepping up, but, like, becoming a leader. You know, his performance yeah. his other years have been excellent, but really becoming a real leader in that team. And no, he was over I'm... the intermediate side as well, in fairness to him. So, you know, yeah. such a good club, man. And the other yeah. corner, Michael Dyle, again, a no-brainer. Um, people were getting in touch thinking that he should have been among our uh, nominations for horror the year as well. Sorry, Michael. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was he was very good. Hardly put a foot wrong. At fullback, uh, so look, we'll be straight about Like We were thinking a little bit about this one. For me, I, what, what kind of stood out in my mind was there's a little bit of kind of, I suppose, talk that can people exploit David Phelan because the legs aren't quite what they used to be and he's in a new position. And for all that talk, while there was a bit of protection in front, he has never been exploited. He hadn't been exploited this year to any great extent. So for me, that was enough to justify him playing a full-back. And again, even yesterday when Seamus Murphy came in, the 30% ones was to keep lumping and he kept baiting it out. And that was a good ad ad adaptation um, because even in that group stage fixture, when Seamus came on, he might have got a couple of points off, actually, if I remember correctly. So that's why I felt they have a feeling. Now, you throw in your hope and sword here, because you had other suggestions for it as well. Yeah, I, I thought Michal Ryan did fairly well for from Balgill, point of view, full-back. Just at full, full-back, I know we kind of... Ross might have played full-back, actually, from Eichel. We took a little liberty yeah. there. You know, he, he didn't play much in the corner, but we just felt he was worth his place and merit there. Um but probably as as a full back head to head, um I, I you know, um I thought what's called him. I thought Paul Dyle had a good game. Um which game was two very good games actually. Um but Michael probably David Michael, yeah. Um and he was, you know, solid against those and that as well. Like so um no no, probably on merit, like just on that position, in fairness to David Field like we said, he's probably he's done enough to get over the line. All right, Stevie, happy before I go on to the next line? Driver on. Right, okay. A half-back line then. So, Jarrod Cody, Alfie Corcoran, and Keane Doyle. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that at all, to be honest with you. Keane, 
Like Kino stepped in fullback for one of those games that Darren Allen was missing in. Was that the Rangers game actually? Could have been the Rangers game Darren Allen was suspended for and did very well at fullback too, but solid all show, good on most in the semi final. Just solid all year, no matter where he was been playing. Um Alfie is a ridiculous hurler. We said it. What, what can you say about Alfie that hasn't been said already? But it's a pillar for the club again. Uh, I think of that inspirational score actually against uh, yourselves, Joe, and that really lifted Magnuson on the day. You know what I mean? It was a massive, massive score to get. Um, and even again, even again, Rangers when Magnuson struggled, like he came out with an awful lot of ball, even though Eddie Byrne did get a couple of points. So that's why he's there. Um, Jar Cody again, solid, dependable, and uh, you know, justifiable. So where was the other headaches actually across the half back line? Probably the, the three the three Rangers lads probably had were very solid. Like you know, I mean, you, you couldn't they, they were excellent throughout as well, weren't they? Like in fairness, that Rangers half back line we talked about the effectiveness of Dermot. It's nearly, you know, it's nearly when we talked about uh, in earlier rounds about Kevin McDonald at wing forward. You're kind of expecting excellence, and when, when excellence is delivered, you're just kind of so used to it that you know it become it becomes the norm. But like the, those were excellent as well. I suppose we maybe we picked. Um, you know, we picked those other lads for maybe their their performances, maybe under more pressure, or you know, at particular times, or you know, just a different level of consistency. But the three the three Rangers lads were excellent. Yeah, they were an excellent line for their team, giving them a great platform Paul, to build up. Paul O'Shea played like his, his two points just in the county final from wing back. I know yeah. he wasn't in the reckoning as such, but like uh, a young lad, nineteen twenty years of age. You know, things were going gone against. You got two chances, got two points, and all. It'll, Stand home in, in, in time as well. Yeah, he was decent all year as well, in fairness. And um, this is not a dig at uh, a body of share, but as a general remark, we were talking about this and we started talking about it. We were nearly a whole day talking about it, trying to pick it or whatever. I did say to the lads, think back to round one as well, because I do feel often with all stars and maybe Sunday game teams of the year, lads have a fierce tendency to go on semi finals and finals because obviously they're the most recent game. So we did scour the whole championship, like, and the mind was bogging for, for a lot of it, and we did a lot of information searching as well, and stats and this, that, and the other. So we have based it on the entire championship, just to be perfectly transparent about that. Uh, midfield, then, we'll move on. That's Paul Cody and Faker Fitzpatrick. Uh, Faker's first year playing senior hurling. Like, he was intermediate at the start of the year, played again East Davy, but he was intermediate last year in that semi-final again Yee too, and his development this year has been very noteworthy. Um Excellent yesterday, what three points to play? I think maybe two or three points to play, and throughout the championship has been very, very effective. 1 1 Joe against yourselves, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, played you know, wing, so, kind of a wing forward role that night, but it was dropping back. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. about I think both himself and Paul Cody uh, are part of the reason as well, maybe why uh, some of the, the Rangers half back line were I won't say excluded or whatever, but I thought Paul Cody yesterday was, was immense back covering back yeah. there as well, and uh, I just thought so effective, so effective last year. Paul had a great year as well. At club yeah. level last year as well, and Fieker was so dynamic as well. Picked off like that was a key goal against us. Took it under pressure like a young lad first kind of year stepping up the senior championship and a tight game. Uh, he you know buried it as well, so it was a good sign of him. But uh, there's a few other contenders there. Didn't Joe Regan? I thought a good year for um for for Michael. I thought in around there. Um, um, Beanie Doyle had his moments as well. Um, thought he had a good campaign. Mark Foley had a very good game for us in around the middle there as well, in a game or two as well. You know, Niall Hickey was about his, yeah. Niall Hickey, you know, um, uh, you know, for, for the, so, you know, a lot of contenders, uh, pot, like, Potty Kyo hurled a bit of hurling out there around the middle as well for Sam Mullins, you know, so there's, 
lot of quality around there, but we, we just we just thought the two Rangers boys pipped it for their, their kind of consistency and team play, I suppose. All right, so half forward line, Craig Doyle, Eddie Byrne, Kevin McDonald. Trying to pick us up on that. I have a point to make on this one, but you go on first. Yeah, well, so Craig Doyle, first game out against Michel, what to get a 2 2 or 2 3 from playing six or seven frees, you know, that set, set Bangus Miguel's up for the year. Uh, a, a win in the, in the game it was a rematch of the, their last game last year in their, in the, their own Robin part. Uh, you know, he very good against Ballon Killen as well, you know, and look, he was got a uh, you know, an ankle injury there. He was probably wouldn't say one hundred percent fit in the the semi final. Like that goal that didn't didn't uh, didn't raise the green flag could have changed the whole thing in the first minute. Uh, Eddie Bourne back from injury, serious loss with the county earlier on this year was ultra consistent in all the games. Like he he, he doesn't get near enough credit uh, because man six three or that like he he has he has skilled that. Uh, wouldn't often be associated with a man of his size, and for wanted to get just three or four points, he got he, he's shocking up that in any game, uh, two or three scores. Uh, Kevin McDonald, big look. Kevin's biggest problem is you don't know where to put on a team, he's that versatile anywhere, literally anywhere. But you know, anywhere between five and twelve is probably the, the best place we could land in full forward, right? And do a job, and that's you know, they that was a, probably the handiest line in the field. Or, well, probably the full forward line. There's nothing yeah, to like, much to like, on it either. Kevin went back wing back yesterday too. Do you know, uh, Richie Kelly came off, Kevin went back wing back, and uh, Ted Joyce came in that time. You know, very good. So um, I'm going to go reveal the full forward line before I give my little headache. Uh, so the full forward line is Mouse Kavanagh, Chris Nolan, and John Nolan. Sure, look, what can you say? I mean, Mouse in particular came back from a horrific injury and in every game he has contributed very well um so you know and then chris and john sure again what can you say like they're just excellent this year um and we'll come on to that a little bit later because chris john and eddie Byrne were nominated for horror year so we'll talk about lads maybe a little bit more but the one the one argument i had lads was um you know i felt andrew came is very hard done by there um it kind of was a bit of a toss-up between andrew kane and craig dial I got outvoted on this on two one. I might as well be honest. Uh, I just felt in every in every game like he contributed so well. So he come off. Did he get one two when he come off the bench against Michel? Um And just always looked a threat. Uh, one of the games, Joe, I think I was beside you was uh, against Rangers, and he had a couple of wides. But again, he looked dangerous. He was getting on the ball and he was trying to make things happen. Styler wasn't playing that day. Um, scored probably the point of the championship the last time out. So. Um, probably a little bit hard done by I feel and if I was putting him in my team what I was saying to you boys was he was going in corner forward at 13 and Mouse coming out onto the wing and Styler was, was losing out but it literally was a flip of a kind I think he could make a justifiable case for either of those um, yeah. yeah I think if Dennis Murphy Dennis Murphy comes into the equation there as well you know you know he got three or four points in play yesterday but the link play he does as well because you know it, it mightn't be the lad to be put in order bar but he'll he, he, his fingerprints are all over as well, like you know, at some stage. Yeah, yeah. I think most. Sorry, on. no. I just people. You might be wondering, say, like most coming back in late in the championship, but we just felt his impact in in every game, like hitting the penalty. Um, you know, even the Michel game coming in, catching the last ball, laying it off for the for the for the side and score. Yesterday, picking up, you know, three points, hitting his threes. You know, and you know, you could see yesterday. Look, he wasn't at full tilt. I think everyone saw. 
saw that like you know he wasn't he, he wasn't where he would have liked to have been but still contributed that so i suppose that was our thinking on that like when he did come back he made vital contributions in, in all his games so um but the, i think the others i think a, a lot of them forwards like you said andrew kane he did you know a great campaign you know uh thinking thinking of other teams like there say if, um Adam Kenny had a decent, you know, decent uh, run of things, you know, uh, from a Michael point of view. I think he hit one eight or one, was it one eight in the game or one nine or whatever, you know. So different. Look, there's always going to be different, uh, different players you're going to consider, and it's maybe a, as I said, twenty man panel we should have been picking really, but sure, suppose we can only pick fifteen. So did you say James Smithers there as well? I don't know if you did or not. James Smithers, I, I said James Smithers, yeah, for his work rate, industry. Yeah. You know, and um, was excellent all year as well for them. Sorry, yeah, I forgot him. Yeah, is there anyone like I mean, the reason why there's no intermediate, like most of them are second teams, so you can't really put someone off a second team in ahead of someone on their first team was obviously hurting at a higher level. But just say from an every point of view, Steve, like is there anyone that you feel that would have matched those players even at senior level? Like, well, I saw more tool the other day, it was outrageous, but I haven't seen all the games this year, so is there anyone maybe hard done by from your own point of view that you'd like to include? Yeah, but sure, look. <laughs> You might be saying our our name in the games as well, or Mandy Mullaney. That's you know, sure. Like, but like that's at intermediate level. We have to call that as it, as it is, and and that's you know we're looking at the the standard yesterday then as well. So look, I'm surely in the shape of <laughs> You'll be a yeah. panel. You'll be um, wearing number twenty four. Not 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 on the official program. Hey, I, yeah. I, I, brought, I, brought, I brought Mount Leinster Rangers uh, intermediate team spirit when they saw me scoring a paint against them. That was it. <laughs> That's how one knew that intermediate championship, lad. Don't, don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's <laughs> one we haven't prepared for, actually, lads. Who's your sub of the year? Didn't see him in the Nationalist. Like, who, who is your, who's your sub of the year that's come on? and will be in next uh, week. <laughs> the most contributions. Um, for me, Jake Dyer really came on. You're going, with, you're going with Dwayne Kavanagh, right? Okay. Yeah. Stevie? Stevie's thinking. Uh, it's probably the most recent, you know, and that's what we're not supposed to be going on about. He scored four points in the semi final. Um, yeah, we're going to Anne Kavanagh, give him number 16 right. there. I'm out voted again. <laughs> I'm getting bullied by these guys there. It's not even funny. Um, we should bring in a, another guest. Uh, at least, hey, at least we had. Hey, hey, get used I to it. I couldn't hear you. The line went, Who did you say? <laughs> uh, get used to getting bullied. Isn't that right, Stevie? He's only a few days. Who did you say, Kevin? Uh, Jake Doyle. Hmm. Like every game What's he's come on, he... <laughs> he scored what? Yeah, he has in fairness now for you. Like, like, he, he actually started, sorry, yeah. it makes the kind of right. a bit of running, but he started against Rangers, didn't he, and scored three yeah. or four points as well, and come on the last day and scored a point, and unlucky with a goal chance. Anyway, we'll move on. So, any last thoughts on the hurling before we go to the football? May I do our hurler the year as Oh, Jesus, that'd be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was forgetting about it altogether. Uh, right, so yeah, the three nominees, lads. We had Eddie Byrne, John Nolan, and Chris Nolan. We put it out to Twitter poll, not to decide, but just to get a feel for what lads were thinking. But um, like, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, <laughs> like Chris Nolan got sixty percent of the vote, lads, <laughs> and he's this not like, our choice. <laughs> this is like this is like a Russian election. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to be called? Is it fascist or, or communist? Or, or yeah, your podcast. You decide. Those yeah. terms. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, sure, look, I, um, I, I was shown to the bus last week, so I might have getting getting the scabs back on my knee there at the minute. So 
throw me back in under there again. Right. Um, well, now in fairness, we are, in fairness, we have to qualify this. Yeah. We, probably, we, we nominated probably each of the three lads came from a different from different uh, viewpoints. Uh, like we we nominated three different lads, didn't we? In fairness, when we were discussing ourselves, and uh, I think they all meant they all had. Big cases. I think you can go through the stats there, Kev. Be good indication. Yeah. So, like, I mean, with Chris Nolan, he scored twenty six points, and twenty two of those were from play. Like three was it three against Michael, four St. Mullins, uh, three in total against Ballinkill, and six against Bidenstown, three against Michael in the semi final, and then seven obviously yesterday. John Nolan has scored three sixteen. Uh, interestingly, actually, in the two games against Michael, both the group game and the semi final, John didn't score, uh, but in the others, like two six. Against St. Mullins, uh, only got a point against Ballinkill, 1 4 against Bidenstown, and five points obviously yesterday. Now, Eddie Byrne, he contributed 2 14, 1 1 against Michael, a point against St. Mullins, 1 3 against Ballinkill, and three points against um, Bidenstown, two points in the semi final against Michael, and four points there yesterday. And like all that total is from play as well. So, um, like, let's just reveal it. We've gone with Eddie Byrne. Um, and the reason for that is it's not just coming down to score and tallies. It's his create like his ability to win tough, hard ball, to bring lads into the game, and his contributions on the scoreboard, which has kind of given him the left wing back hurler of the year for 2021. Um, I think that's pretty much it, lads. Have you hadn't had to that? Plus, plus you're probably saying that the, the two Nolans are arguing over now. If, if, if John had gave Chris that ball, Monument would have won it. Yeah, yeah possibly, possibly. Yeah. yeah, but like, I mean. I think Eddie Byrne could have had his best season ever in a Rangers jersey, and he's had a few good ones down through the years. You know, he was, yeah, he was so he consistent, did. so consistent, mm. and I think really as a leader. I know we've talked about Mick. He's in, you know, as a he was a real leader. I mean, I think I can't remember what game Kev we were down close on the pitch, and uh, you know, you could hear him being so vocal. Like I know there's a lot of leaders in that pitch, but he was a real vocal leader. Yeah. You know, was so consistent. Like we know he, he other years he'd have absolutely. Some brilliant games and then maybe not not another one but like even for which game was it he he's he up one if not two of the goals was which game was it he got I think the, that was, he, do you remember the St. Mullins game as well Steve you were beside me for that in the group game I think he could have been involved in John Nolan's goal and was he involved in John, both John Nolan's goals actually you know he, he's at the centre and heartbeat of everything you know yeah, yeah and so if he's carrying the ball forward he's both big athletic and, and very skillful and that's that's a fair you know coming at you when you have to decide you're going to him and you're leaving John Nolan or Chris Nolan inside or Dennis Murphy and you know it's, it's, it, and, and unsung then often at times but like he scores what do you get well, what's that three two fourteen two fourteen like you know and scored in every game and you know, I thought performance against us now was big Stevie the the Bellin killing game in a game where they were going poor and. Yeah, he clipped, he clipped over a couple of points and then had the balls to you know to bury the goal chance, you know, an opportunist goal chance that probably ultimately swung the game as well. So there you go. So well done, Teddy Byrne, the 2021 left wing back hurler of the year. Um, yeah, been a great championship as well. You know, you've remarked on it, Joe, and well done to everyone involved and our officials as well. At times there were yeah. few and far between. We remember at the start when different lads had to go into linesman and stuff for senior championships. Uh, we actually there's there's a little pub question question for years to come. What Hinder County hurler did uh, officiate at a senior championship game and played in the same championship later on? Like <laughs> mouse, like you know. Um so football, let's move on to the football. And what we'll do afterwards, even though this has been done live, um, I'll chop this yoke in half and put out two audio podcasts, I think, because it's going on a little bit and there's a lot of lads, let's be honest, in Carlo, 
they couldn't give a shit about hurling. They just don't follow it. And a lot of lads in you know involved in hurling car don't give a shit about football. So I'll be fair to the audiences and we'll, we'll chop her up uh, later on. Kevin, Kev, just one thing for the one. Um, have the draws been made? I'm trying to actually look them up here as we speak. Have the, the, the draws? The Leinster club just for looking forward because Pat Paddle will be going. The Rangers don't represent. even know what it is. No, um, I don't think it's major. Just wondering. No, Do you I heard those, no, yeah. I haven't heard nothing. No, I haven't looked. As, same as the. Well, it's strange why you said that I had looked any further than I didn't that. I literally, yeah. I, well, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So look, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. As soon as we know, we'll 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 throw it out there. So football lads, it's there's uh, <laughs> so many local derbies. I, I'm nearly forgetting about this. Like you know, but it's great. Just one last comment. Like, it is the the formats that we spoke before are, are brilliant. The hurling is done with now on the Leinster Championships, and now it's football. And if that rotates next year, I'd like to see that happen anyway. And Joe, you backed it up by saying that the benefit the likes of Palatine and stuff. Hopefully, it does rotate next year because, to be fair to the teams competing in Leinster Championship as well, I think it's only right and just, as the fella said. So, the football championships kick off on Friday, and uh, we start off with <laughs> a nice, tasty little local derby. See, look at Nabry after winning the Intermediate Championship, going to play a senior, and now the boys are going to knock the shite out of each other. All Auckland versus Bandarana, quarter to seven on Friday in Netwatch Cullen Park. So, like, from from the outset, lads, I'm just going to put it out in terms of avoidedly. I think you're all going to win this championship again. Anyway. Are we all in agreement that you think you're all going to win before we go into verdicts? Yeah. Yep. Or going to weekend verdicts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. They're, they're one to three in the bookies, but like you expect of a panel. Uh, you know they're going to be they'll probably take a few. You know the thing with the hurling there, I suppose. Seeing themselves, like, I've never seen anything like the amount of injuries you get, like injuries, hamstrings, and you also that to work. You're, I'd be, it'd be interesting to see the likes of Bangus on over. A lot of young lads have played a lot of hurling there last six, seven, eight weeks. Like Jack McCall, all these boys, a lot of you know, Keen Dial, these lads are going to be asked a lot now in the next six or seven weeks. And the football is going to take more of because it's going to be more close contact. Uh, you know, that's where a panel you need a panel of 2025, you know. You're going to use 20 nearly any day now if it's a football match, I'd say, within reason. And uh, it's going to, you, you know, it's in the lap of the gods to see a lot of the games, I'd say, this weekend, because you don't know what lads have done, especially over in here, though, Lachlan Banderana. You know, I've seen what the boys have been playing hurling, I know who they are, and, you know, they've been training football as well, in fairness. Uh, Lachlan Bridge as well, they're playing balling in the junior and Sunday evening. Uh, you know, so. There's a lot of unknowns. I, I, I wouldn't say you wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a shock at the weekend. No, what shock is going to be, I don't know. Because if you ask ask us to predict the matches here now, who's definitely I mean, going, I'm going to win to the ask match? You to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you probably might say Aero and the Blues should be Aero should win that. Yeah, but who wins championship first? Then yeah, so Aero, right, Grant. Yeah, we both individual ones. Sorry, just a comment in. Eddie Byrne has got in touch. I take it that's Eddie Senior now, um, and no draws as you can see there. Uh, was a fifth uh, fifth of October draws been made first round twentieth of November. Thanks Eddie for that. Um, so that answers that question. But yeah, weekend verdict so so. All Auckland versus Ballinbrana. Stevie, who's winning that one? <laughs> I hope All Auckland are having a slow. I, look, Ballinbrana right. going to Ballinbrana going to be that a bit moment after win the intermediate. That has to stand a lot to him now. Uh, being honest, you know, I don't know what either have been going really other than you know. So I'm hoping All Auckland, but. Ballerana have momentum coming up after winning the intermediate. Yeah, I think your own um your own relation might be a big loss there for all Lachlan if he's not 
you know, in terms of football. Yeah, I will be, yeah. Savage lost and Savage lost and Hurling as well, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Winning without him, no, talk was yeah, fair be going. Yeah, so he could be, he could be a, a lever, as I said. That'd be a close one. Yeah, it's a probably maybe just shade it. Or Lachlan might just shade that one. I, I give. Maybe. I'm going to go Van Ran on this one. I think Van Ran might just about because it was tight. It was a two years ago. Remember, there was only was there a point in it a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, like Van yeah. Ran were coming at us. Like, and yeah. just we got to finish it. We'll discuss it at the wedding on Thursday anyway. More right, detail. Right. <laughs> in between the fights. Oh, Jenny Max. So, Biden's son of a boy, uh, which the junior hurls were delighted with, obviously. Um, uh, also, in terms of, I'm I'm only going to kind of look for verdicts on junior A, intermediate, and senior lads. I don't know enough about junior B and junior C, and sure, yeah. I wouldn't know who's there and what's going on. But in the junior B championship, an eight o'clock start in the training centre on Friday, and it's Fenna up against Calavan Tony Gall. The other senior game on Friday in Netwatch Cullen Park is at Corpus Day, Aero versus the Blues. And look, you're fancying Aero here, simple as yeah. that. Um, yeah. Stevie, yeah. Oh yeah, so, uh, it's always nice to see what the blows are like because the the could, yeah. could have last year again Pal in the semi final. The you know they had decent footballers probably you know, as a bit more trend behind them. No, maybe you never know what what is yeah. Any given day, we thinking. Okay, right. So let's slash on to Saturday and the intermediate football championship, four o'clock. In uh, Eros grounds, I think it is actually. It's uh, Navon up against Clomore. Another bruiser, <laughs> and the one after it is a bruiser as well, actually, uh, which we'll come to in a moment. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with Navon, Joe. I'm, I'm going to go with Navon, yeah, Stevie. Yeah, I'll go with Navon. Clomore improving. I've seen her mm-hmm. on a lot in there in a practice match, but maybe Navon a bit more sharpness and. And actual hurling might stand to them. All right, so quarter to five then in Netwatch Cullen Park, fighting Cox Kilbride. Now you know what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, they're all bruisers. Um, ooh, I'm gonna go Kilbride. I, I'm, gonna go. I'm gonna go Kilbride as well. I think maybe I, I think you it just could be a, a relegation six pointer, as I say. It could be it'll be a, whoever wins it will. You know, we'll be glad, glad of the win, as I said. So. And Stevie? I'll go with the fighting cocks. It's right. going to be awkward. Good man. Wouldn't be like it. Uh, junior B Championship on Saturday at half five. The Blues are at home to Bandersound Gales. And at six o'clock, Aska are at home to Navon. Back to the Senior Football Championship. So 6.30, all local derbies. 6.30, Netwatch Cullen Park. Tin Island versus Palatine. Uh, Tin Island have... Uh, Stephen O'Mara over them this year, which is actually quite interesting. You know, he was with Torlo for the short period of time last year before Torlo decided to pack it in or whatever. And I believe they're actually going all right out there. You just don't know it's in Ireland. They're obviously an enigma. We've known that for years. Um, I'm going to I'm, go to Ireland in this one, actually. I'm going to join you. Stevie? I'll put the mockers in Ireland in as well, yeah. All right, okay. Okay, I thought that would be a divisive one. Uh, Sunday, Intermediate Championship again, 12 o'clock, McGrath Park, St. Patrick's Tolo versus Fenna. Now, this is where it gets tasty. Uh, Tolo coming up on a high. Fenna with the potential to move on to senior in the next couple of years. I don't know how things are rolling out there, but I believe there's a few lads not playing. So on that basis, I'm going with Tolo. I'd have to stick with my own. I go with a narrow, a narrow, narrow Fenner victory, right. but I, I think it'd be close. Steve, well, I'll go with Fenner, but 
bit like the Ballerano one, Tolo could have been momentum. Mikiano pulling the strings there. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised, but uh, just fend the slightest nod. All right, so uh, then at two o'clock now, it's Golden Park, Clamtony Gall versus Aerog. So that, this is an interesting one, lads. Clamtony Gall have a, a stellar cast in terms of management team. Uh, it's funny, right? So we can we can talk about it now. But when I had Turlo on to do the twenty twenty reviews that were obviously sent this year, I knew that he was going to have an old Clamton Clamtony Gall. Uh, nothing was said. <laughs> or whatever. Um, I was hoping he stay on as a as a pundit as well as one of our rotating guests, which we're planning over the next number of weeks. But uh, no, it's not. It's a. Uh, it's obviously not going to happen. You understand why? So Daniel Selendra is manager of Glanthony Gall. Um, Thurlow is obviously there with him. Um, I think Poacher was even down there a few weeks ago. So so you can all band get back together. Uh, so that's an interesting little dynamic in that particular one. Um. You probably fancied him against Zero second team, which is also very strong, let's be honest, but it always has been. Uh, but I'm going to Clavin Tony Gall. Yeah, I go to Clavin Tony Gall, and a small thing could, could get Clavin or Lane at the, at the end of that campaign. All right. Do that could be, you know, them boys going to freshen it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, yeah, I'd, I'd say just about, but I wouldn't be surprised if Aero turn him over. Aero might be a bit fresher. It depends how Kilabin Tony Gall come back mentally from the kind of the long season last year and then the defeat in the final. It'll depend how to come back. But uh, maybe Daniel St. Ledger and the change of management might give him that little bit of freshen, freshen up that they need. So maybe tip them up, yeah. Obviously, it's worth noting as well that, like, with Daniel not playing, that's a big loss. And Killian Redmond is obviously making waves with uh, London Irish at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully that works out for him. But that's two big lads that they won't have playing. Like, you know, one of them is obviously still involved. But... So, yeah, that's that one. Uh, 345 then, Ronald Surrenders versus Raffili. I'm going Raffili on this one. It's Weiser <laughs> obviously drinking the bike over there. So I don't know if they'll be in too much of a state to uh, turn over Raffili on, on Sunday. Stranger things will happen, but yeah, Raffili yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Raffili all round, I take it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Junior A Championship yeah. then. Love Raffili, yeah. Grand job. Uh, Junior A Championship Sunday. These are all Sunday even, actually. Uh, group one, six o'clock. It's all Auckland. And, I like this actually, home advantage in these games, home and away kind of a thing. Uh all Auckland home to Grange. I'm going with Grange here. Um and then the other one is Aerog and Pal, that's at six o'clock in Aerog's grounds. So yeah, I'm going with Grange and Aerog and those lads. Uh Grange and Grange and Pal. All right, Steve. Grange and Pal. Popular man up all Auckland for that one. Uh, then the other group in Junior A, it's Ballon at home to Lachlan Bridge. And I'm going to make this a popular nose, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Raffili, that's at 6 o'clock, actually, that one. And then at 7 o'clock, it's Raffili and Tin Ryland. Jesus, Ballon blowing Ballon are uh, tough prospect. Or we've had some battles of Ballon out through the years, I swear to God. We, in my time playing with Lachlan Bridge, like, it always seemed to be... We, we met Ballon nearly every year. And at Humble League games, obviously, you always play each other. But Championship, we always seem to have been to them. And uh, yeah, they were tough games. We used to knock the shit out of each other. But I remember one year, I think it was 2014, uh, was it a semi-final or quarter-final of a junior championship? We went to a replay, it was blowing Calavan, the best play point. But David Wilson and a couple of them came down to Meanies that evening, actually, unprompted, you know. So even though we'd bet each other, like, they, they were down. So um, there's a, a hard rivalry, but it's all forgotten about afterwards. Oh, I just think maybe home advantage will give it to Ballon on that one. Sorry, Lads out Lachlan. 
Uh, and then with the other one, Tyrone, I think, will will beat Rockville. Um, yeah, where are you seeing that? Um, I, I'll go with Lachlan. I'll back. I'll back. I'll back your own if you're not backing him. Right, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, and I'll back to go with Lachlan as well. No, there's a no Lachlan half a Lachlan man. Well, Matt Dunigan is married to Huey Gann's sister. He's over Ballon. So, be interested to see how Matt gets on. He was selected with Lachlan there uh, last year, if not last couple of years. So, that'll be interesting. I was talking to Skippy Callan there and Jerry Cavanagh tonight about. So, uh, we, we give Lachlan the nod. Like, we're going to the unknown here as well. So, so are they, you know. So. And do you have Tin Ryland beating Raphaelian in the other one? Yeah, just to finish up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, grand. I'm just going through the fixtures then with the uh, other games. Okay, what? sorry. I thought I thought you were not as well. I what? have the screen open, you see, and I'm fucking uh, jumping across back to the screen that we're looking at and everyone can see and the PDF document. Sorry, was it Raphaeli or Tin Ryland, Steve? I go Raphaeli. Right, grand. Okay, so uh, I'll get Fordix for intermediate and junior A, but I'm just gonna go through the other fixture. So on Monday then junior B championship, it's uh seven thirty, while Rano Hall by Mr. Rangers and then uh, the granddaddy of them all, the Junior C Football Championship, is on Wednesday. Uh, Tullow are at home to Ballon at 7.30. Uh, same time, Pal are at home to St. Ryland. In, in the other group, it's uh, Tullamore at home to the Fighting Cox and St. Mullins are at home to Lachlan Bridge. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. I don't know if Gary Fielding playing junior football this year, but imagine him going up against Mouse. <laughs> 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 oh, Jenny yeah. Mac. But anyway, look, uh, so can I just get an outright winner from me for maybe the intermediate and the junior A. Uh, intermediate, I got Kildappan Clunigal and junior A Grange. I'm going to go with the same actually on that one, just for, for like that's where the head was anyway. So let's just put it out there. You're a different one, Joe. No, I might probably stick with them, yeah. All right, Jesus, that's the handiest thing I think we ever had to, to, to figure out. So yeah, look, that's that's where it's at. We've, we've given two hours. Uh, I just want to publicly thank the two of you lads because for the last six weeks you've been on, you know what I mean, and uh, you've given me a great dig out with this. That WhatsApp group is literally hopping 24-7. <laughs> It'll probably right. stay hopping anyway. Um, Joe, I don't know if you've committed to the football championship. Stevie's going to kind of jump in and out over the, the duration of it. Um, but if it's the case, you are yep. saying, uh, case ra, sera, thanks for everything. And same thing, right. Steve. Much appreciate it. It's been good fun over the last six weeks, in fairness. Stevie Steve, Steve, Steve sounds like he's a dishwasher down to yours up there, Stevie. <laughs> now, come on, let's have, have the chores done. I mean, this is a reward for me. I know. It's a pleasure, uh, pleasure, pleasure, Kev. And uh, just publicly want to wish yourself and your future wife well and even on, uh, on Thursday. I hope, hope you have a great day and uh, fair play to you. If you put as much time and effort into your marriage and your life ahead of you, you you'll be in great shape, lad. So fair play to you and just wish you well. Yeah, thanks a million, lads. Really I thought you wanted to say if he puts so much time and effort into his marriage, the podcast is best. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, I, I, come here. And, and don't use John Terry as a role model. That's all I'm saying to you when you mention him in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny, yeah. Mac. So, look, on that note, uh, lads, we'll say uh, a thank you to uh, Corker Precast. Thanks. There's the website yeah. up on the screen, Corker Precast. Thanks. And uh, until Friday, they are offering 10%, as you said, off all uh, wastewater treatment systems and to avail of that you simply mention the left wing back when you're getting in touch with the sales team out there so thanks to all and fal you know call them all lads really appreciate it um it's nice to see people seeing a bit of value in what you're doing as well and that's you know 
very much appreciate I have to say yeah. so thanks from uh from the bottom of my heart for all that uh don't forget you can get in touch with us as you said on social media we're obviously live or have been live on facebook twitter and youtube we're also on instagram there as well give us a follow at the left wing back or if you want to get in touch with us you can also email us at leftwingbackpodcast at gmail.com don't forget subscribe and turn on notifications and you'll instantly be notified of when we're on and when the uh, podcasts are up on spotify and apple that's where we leave it john Owen and steve Barrick. thanks a million thanks again